It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Tough studio, Boomer Assize, and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning. A feel-good Friday like it always is here on Boomer and Geo. I'm feeling good today. I feel like I've got a, a great outfit. I feel like I look good in the monitor already, and I know Boomer's going to agree with me on that. I heard our buddy Pete Hoffman screaming about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers again driving in. And he's just, he's, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, 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 Rodgers. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that because why not? Some more Daniel Jones contract stuff and plenty more in this busy world of sports. At the end of February, good morning, Boomer, how are you? I've been better, but it is Feel Good Friday, so, uh, you know, I'm going to fight through it. It's not that I have any sort of physical ailments, uh, a little mentally uh, debilitated over watching the New York Rangers' last three games. That's three-game losing streak, first time since November. Not happy about that. This is not the time to be falling down and forgetting how to play hockey, so uh, hopefully they'll end it in Washington uh, over the weekend. But Nobody I, cares about hockey, Boomer. Shut up! And the fact that nobody cares about hockey, my partner happens to be wearing my son-in-law's jersey for some stupid reason today. Well, I have no idea why are you wearing a Matty March jersey today. All right, for a couple of reasons why. One, he had a spectacular game in a win a couple of nights ago. And last night, your guys, uh, you know, against the Red Wings lacked effort. And I just thought, you know, Matt, Matty March is the ultimate effort guy. So I just really thought that representing that this morning, yeah. you know, and I felt like... And where did you get that jersey, by the way? Uh, at the Islanders Pro Shop. They gave it to you? At uh, UBS, that's right. I went down there and they said, hey, you know, have a run or whatever you'd like here. And I got myself uh, that you sweatshirt. such a jerk. I got myself the sweatshirt. I got myself the uh, that little uh, pullover thing that you don't like. And then I got myself this. Well, at least it's not the the fish sticks jersey. That's and this good. was this was the time to wear it. So the other reason why I wanted to wear it too today was I looked. I was very specific. I was waiting for the time. Okay, is that I know Matt's home today. I know yes. he's home because they played at home a couple nights ago. He's home this morning, and they have a game tonight. They have a game tonight, so he is home, and he can see this and he can watch it. So that's another reason why I put it on today. And now, all of a sudden, because he's on the, the number one line. That's right. You're front running, you know, what? Ex exactly. And I'm not denying that. Um, so, and to me, you know, working two hours with the neurovirus from six to eight earlier this week, I feel like I was the ultimate effort guy. So I think me and Matt are sort of one and the same. Okay. You know, guys who like to grind it out. Yeah, you're a grinder. All right, yeah, that's guys for sure. who grind it out, guys yes. who are, are there for their teammates. You know, guys that you can always count on. So I just, I feel a little simpatico with with Matt. So I just thought today was the day. Yeah, so I guess people do care about hockey after all. Well, I care about Matt Martin. Yeah, okay. I do care about Matt Martin, and I yeah. care about uh, John Ledecky, and I care about that uh, that organization. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Matt went into Lane Lambert and demanded more ice time. <laughs> Probably not. No, no. I think it has to do a lot of injuries, and, uh, you know, yeah. he was up there playing with Horvat and, uh, and Anders Lee, and... And all of next thing you know, he's involved, he's in the mix, he's getting stars of the game, he's getting goals, he's getting assists. Mm -hmm. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. where has this been all of his career? You know, put him up there. Let's go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is it, it, think about all the wasted opportunities offensively in his career because he wasn't on first lines. Look, like the most important, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. The most important thing, I, you know, he's the father of my grandchildren. So, yeah. You know, yeah, everything else is secondary to me for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, he's uh, getting an opportunity now because of injuries and things of that nature. And, you know, he plays a very simple hockey game, my man. Straight ahead. Yep. Throw the puck to the front of the net and go run somebody over. Yeah. And I think and that's kind of the way you are. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, man. Just run some people over. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am today, not because you're wearing that jersey and not yeah. because, you know, he's playing on the line, the first line for the Islanders and all this other stuff. I got my baseball digest. Today. Oh, I did too. Yeah, look at that. Right. When was the last time you got a magazine like this? I I, I thought the same thing, and it was addressed to me. I thought someone just dropped it in the no, office. No, it's addressed to me too. I know. So I was I was shocked. I was like a magazine. I didn't know what to do with it. Look at this. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I just got, it's chock full of information like it used to be. Yeah, I mean that's something that I would read on a plane. Like 15 years ago. You know, when, when I used to travel through the airports, when yeah. I was a player, there was always the Athlon, uh, you know, pre, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. preseason, you know, of course. Uh, predictions and things like that. I used that. to love that, yeah. And they used to have regional covers. Mm -hmm. And I think I was on like five, five or six of those regional covers. So you ever keep those? Uh, I probably have them somewhere, I think. Yeah, they're probably in like Richie Hahn's bathroom for poop or, or reading. So. I think uh, Sydney gave me a um, a legacy box. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you sh you showed me that. I didn't know until you got one of those yeah, things. It's a pretty neat thing, but I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to take it out for show and tell? Yeah. You know, hey, look at my legacy box. And it's right. very sweet uh, because normally my daughter's giving me some sort of skin treatment or some sort right. of diet to, because I'm either fat and older or whatever. But uh, I wish Gina would give me her legacy box. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is kind of interesting. A lot of numbers in this uh, baseball digest, and I know you're a big numbers guy. Oh, yeah, sure. I love baseball numbers. You know me and baseball stats. Right, exactly. Just, I just can't. I'm just swimming in them all the time. Why they, they're, they're projecting the Philadelphia Phillies as a wild card team and the Atlanta Braves as a wild card team. So you know what that means. That they know who the Mets. beast of the East is. They're, they've got the Mets winning the division? They do. National oh, wow. League East champions. Okay. I like it. But what the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> really? doesn't really mean anything, but I got my baseball digest. Whoever sent it to me, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming they sent it to us, right? Just baseball digest itself? I guess. Let's see I've been here. getting that here for years. Oh, you have been? Every month for years. But you never share it with us. I throw it right in the garbage, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I recycle, <laughs> you never share it, with I recycle it. Do you get football digest? No, Is there just a that thing called football digest? I just get that baseball one. All right. Is there a hockey digest? Not sure. I think there is. I mean, you should be getting that, and I should be. You should be giving it to me. But instead of recycling it this time, I put it out on the shelf, like for anyone to take. Brandon Tierney was very excited. Be all, oh, yeah, all over yeah, that. May I have this? Right, I'm too. thinking that Evans all over this. This too, is right? like a Sports Illustrated swim, swimsuit edition for a 12 year old for Brandon Tierney, and, you know? and for Evan. And those pages are stuck together. Brandon Machado. Ooh, ooh, wow. I know. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I about, you know, I got some, yeah. uh, I got some spare time yeah. uh, this week coming up because uh, my wife and daughters are taking a trip to see uh, Gina's dad. So I was thinking about reading this baseball digest over the weekend. Nice. So bringing it home and reading it. Getting up on all my uh, Oakland athletics. Or the swimsuit issue. Yeah, all that too. Yeah, there'll be plenty. And there'll be plenty of that happening. Okay. Yeah. I Yeah, yeah but I still... Uh, I can't, I can't look at you in that jersey, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, what a perfect day. I lined it up perfectly. You got your guys loafing it. Yeah, yesterday, Maddie March is doing things he's never done in his life. You think you're going to make this trade, but it didn't really happen last night. Well, they, 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 the trade's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to happen? It's going to happen. You sure and, about yeah, that? Yeah, it's going to happen. Why didn't happen already? Because of financial issues. They have to work some things out for to be able to absorb whatever uh, portion of, um, what's his name, uh, Patrick Kane's salary. What's his face? But, you know, the problem was, the real disappointing thing, I was watching, you know, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko skate around the ice last night like it was ice capades and get and was lazy on defense. And you wonder why St. Louis dumped them on us. You know, get your ass in gear and let's go. Yeah, he's just another one of these, you know, uh, feed up Russians, right? Uh, it, I'll tell you what, last night he was, I mean, I don't know how much he paid for those seats, but he had a point blank spot on one of the, on the third goal for the Red Wings. That's he doesn't for sure. care. You think he cares about being a ranger? I would like to think he cares. No, he doesn't care. If about you watch being a this, ranger. you watch ninety one. He's the right wing, right here on the bottom. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch him skate. Watch, yep. watch, watch, watch his crap. Yep. Look at the guy in front of him. Yeah, look at that. I mean, I'm like, and nobody on MSG. I mean, no, no. And I like Joe Micheletti, and I like Sam Ryan. I love those guys, and I always love listening to them. Uh, Steve Aliquette. Hey, can somebody actually point out the laziness? Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't always have to be bull crap propaganda point out a guy that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing yeah well you especially know, a guy that you just traded for and everybody's all jacked up because you got him well that's what happens with the knicks too like i love wally zerbiak but if uh, julius randall did, did a backflip and had 15 turnovers in a row it'd be like man you love the effort here absolutely love the effort. Oh, I don't, well listen that's what they do yeah i know i that's know what they and, do you know and they're back in uh you know they're they're back on the court tonight playing Washington, and this is like the stretch run now for the Knicks. I, I think the, the Knicks should be able to catch the Nets. Oh, they will. I mean, come on. They will. And, you know, Josh Hart wants to be here. He wants a contract extension, thinks it's a perfect spot for him. And, you know, Jalen Brunson's been unbelievable. And because of Jalen Brunson and because of Josh Hart, I think that Julius Randle has been the biggest, biggest benefactor because the ball's not always in his hands. Yeah, though I I would agree with that. I mean, to me, I'll I'll keep saying it. These are the things that I want to see. The two things that would make this season a tremendous success. Can they catch the Cavaliers at number four? You think? I'm gonna say no. I I want them to be the five seed or the four seed. Okay. And they're probably gonna end up playing the Cavaliers, and I'd like to see them win that series. Because that would be great. Even though I love Donovan Mitchell and wanted him here, if you could win that series with Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland and then get to a second round, that to me would be a tremendous, for this season and what I expected, that would be a tremendous success. They're not going to beat Philadelphia. No, of course not. They're not going to beat anybody at the top of the conference. They're not beating Milwaukee. They're not beating Boston. They're not beating Philly. When when does Mitchell Robinson return? That's a big question for all of us. Is that in a couple weeks now? Or what, what is that? And is he... Is he doing anything to stay in shape? I'm, I'm assuming he's running because it's his hand, right? So he's got to be doing something. Yeah. I, so uh, let's see. Against good possibility against the Wizards was this morning by Zach uh, Brazilier. All right. So that would be interesting to see then how Thibodeau plays it, whether or not Jericho Sims sees any uh, any run or not. I mean, I would like to think that you would. You don't have to just play nine players, play ten players. Get everybody involved and let everybody play, you know, full on. Yeah, and, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you, you're on the court, you're going full on. Let's go. And then, obviously, the Wizards were talking about tonight, uh, Friday night. So, Mitchell Robinson trending toward a return uh, tonight in the nation's That'd be capital. good. I mean, I feel like they haven't played basketball for like three weeks. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, well, they, they, they really haven't. 
mean, that's what it. We've been off about this would be like the tenth day, right? So today is ten days they've been off until today. Yeah, the ten or nine, something like that. But yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, you know, this is this is their their moment to make a run of some sort. I mean, we don't expect the championship, but they have been right in the middle of this four, five, six, seven kind of you know spot. So if they can get to five or four, that would be a hell of a year. Yeah, absolutely. But then they got to win around. They they can't have what happened to them against Atlanta happen again, where they end up being the four seed and then get embarrassed. You know, in the first you know, round of the playoffs. What's amazing that Atlanta has fired their coach and the Knicks haven't. Yeah, from that series. It's true. Atlanta has completely underperformed and underwhelmed since that series. Trey Young was supposed to be coming into stardom at that point and has taken a huge step back since then. And the Knicks are just sort of, I mean, they're solid. That's what they are. They're a solid basketball team with a tremendously talented point guard that they haven't had in many, many years. So if they could if they could win around, then I, I think that that changes things for me. Now, I don't know who that available next star is for them. But you want to talk about people looking at the Knicks differently? Two things have done that. What about One, Jalen Brown? Of the Celtics? Yeah. How's he going to end up with the Knicks? Uh, you see how much money that the Celtics may have to pay him next year? Yeah, but that's who you have to keep. I mean, how are they going to... I mean, the Celtics really going to go for that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're going to get one of your top two players walk when you went to the NBA Finals last year. You're the one seed right now. You have another good chance of getting to the Finals again. You let that guy walk. I mean, they could pay him more than anybody else. I don't know. That would be shocking to me if they didn't end up paying him. Now, if this team was underachieving, sure. Different story. But, I mean, this is working. Weren't they talking about him and, you know, for Kevin Durant, that kind of thing? right. Which to me would have been a disaster for them because this is, I mean, think about it. That team is so good that yeah, everybody's talking about Ime Udoka and how spectacular of a coach he was. I mean, he leaves and they're, they're just as good, if not better. You know, by the way, the Celtics and the Nets did absolutely the right thing when it came to their coaching hires. The, sure. both, both, both organizations did the right thing. And Jack Vaughn got an extension. That, by yeah, the way. that's the point. Right, right, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Nets are going to fall a little bit back. The Knicks are going to move up a little bit. And I think that, you know, for the Rangers, for you, I think you got to get back to an Eastern Conference final again at the very least. At the very least. At but the very I, least. But the thing about it is that Boston just made a huge trade last night, and it is a big trade. They added two veterans, one on defense, one on offense. And the defensive guy, Orloff, was a, is a great, was a really good player for the Capitals. It looks like the Capitals have mailed it in, which is good for your Islanders. Yeah, sure. And uh, they also uh, uh, acquired this guy, uh, Hathaway, who's a pain in the ass, kind of fourth-line player. So they're already a tough team, and they just got tougher. And they just they got eight them. losses. They're, it's ridiculous how good they are. But I'm just saying, like, you know, could this be a team that has not felt a lot of adversity during this season? And then we all know how difficult the NHL playoffs are. Is it going to be, you know, one of these things where they can go in and get knocked off by somebody? I mean, you know, Columbus did it to Tampa Bay a few years back. Sure. You know, who's going to do that? It's not going to be easy. I, I can tell you that. But, man, they're playing their asses off and, and they just uh, improve their team significantly. Yeah. And it's in, it could still be Devils Rangers in the first round. Right. It's going to be. Which, most is, just, which is just idiotic. Because both those teams deserve to at least play in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
and you're gonna have because of the stupid way that the yeah. schedule of the uh, standings are set up with this wild card, which is something that they have to change. One of those teams, after having two great years, is gonna be out right yeah, away. If the Islanders do make it, they could end up opening with Boston in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, not a great situation. That means Sorokin's got to be on his game. <laughs> Not a great He's got to be really on his game. Yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the best team hands down in the game right now. So that would be very difficult. Yeah, and it's the, you know, the, if if these teams that were in the East were playing in the West, I mean, the, the Islanders would probably be like fifth or fourth in the West right now. That's how difficult the Eastern Conference is, especially the Metro Division. Well, the Bruins haven't seen the likes of Matt Martin on that first line. So there you go. Keep him there. First round of the playoffs. Watch out. He's like <laughs> Timu Solani in his prime. <laughs> Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We did complain that Katie Couric was delivering that George Steinbrenner news in a previous rejoin. And they fixed that and they put a uh, WFAN voice in there. And it was uh, Joe Bedingo just now. So that was very, very good. So instead of Katie Couric saying that George Steinbrenner is dead in a memory that uh, many WFAN listeners would, I guess, have and hearken back to, we now have Joe Bedingo going, George Steinbrenner is dead at 80, and I was jealous of him and the Yankees. And he's dead, 877-337-6666, bro. Uh, so that sounds good. It sounds better. It sounds more like us, you know? Yes, it does. Sounds more like the way we do things. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we do it. You know, uh, speaking of uh, death stuff that was reported here, uh-huh. I think I've told this story before, but Minko, when he get he used to get going with these these updates, he just used to plow right through them. And it was an unfortunate situation with the racehorse Barbaro who had passed away. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. So he gets to the end of, you know, this is like the last thing he's going to do on his update. So he finishes up, you know, he's like, Mets and Braves. Uh, Jojo Reyes and Steven Matz uh, tonight at 710. And Barbaro's dead. <laughs> and I wouldn't make I said, I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> it didn't come out great. I but mean, I mean you got to have some sympathy. And he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> right through. And just, Barbaro's dead. Just read what was on the script. <laughs> and he wrote. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. Uh, what's going on, Jerry? You had a late night last night, huh? Oh, yes, we did. Terrible I mean, night. There's nothing worse than when the game's already supposed to start at 8.30. Yeah. And you got the countdown clock is down to like uh, maybe 17 minutes. Like, uh, it's late, whatever. And then all of a sudden it resets to 32 minutes because oh, no. the game on before it's going long. Oh, oh no. Oh, that brutal. is the worst. Brutal. And then you got to sit around and then you got to do a losing game. And, it, and a much longer pregame show on WCBS. Do, uh, do you see now who's in third place in the Big Ten? Uh, Minnesota. No. Oh. Maryland. Uh, oh. I was going to say From the game that you guys just absolutely torched us. They have come together. They, it's been unbelievable they to run their together. Run. Yep. I know. I know. 35 points, Jerry? Not great. Yeah. Not what they were looking for. And they were and they were up thirteen three quickly. The place was packed last night. I mean, it was the line to get in was ridiculous. And they got out to a great start. And then it just went awry. Not and good. the game, and it was it was closer than that score. By the way, a lot of foul shots at the end, trying to foul the you know. Did whatever. Juwan Howard try to punch anybody? No, he no. was fine. He was he fine. Was fine. Okay. But uh, they got some players. The team's good. They got some players. They beat you know they beat Michigan State that very emotional game um, in Ann yes, Arbor after the after yes. the shootings. Yes, um, to where I was talking to some of the people there. They even said it was so unusual. Usually, Michigan, Michigan State. You know, you hate one another. 
And Michigan State, like, they were given a standing ovation by the Michigan fans in Ann Arbor. It was just a very odd, you know, situation. Well, they there. had that whole thing on the football field, too. They had uh, okay. that big fight before a game. Oh, that's right. Remember Michigan yeah. State and Michigan this mm-hmm. year, and Jim Harbaugh was ticked off. Yeah. And, and so all right. that stuff hopefully is kind of buried now because of what happened at Michigan State. I don't know. So they've won a couple games in a row now, and they're playing good, too. So whatever. Three more games to go before the Big Ten tournament uh, in Chicago, which is... In two weeks. Uh, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. The NBA is back. The Knicks 33 and 27 restart in Washington. The Nets 34 and 24 play the Bulls in Chicago. That game on the fan at 745. Now I'm going to play you a highlight of one of the coolest plays you will see. A defensive play, Boomer. How about that? In How this day that? and age in the NBA, we're talking Sixers, Grizzlies. We are talking superstars. Ja Morant with the ball. Joel Embiid, however, having none of it. Leads to Ram exploding. Going up mid by Embiid. Picked up by Tillman. Oh my, we are seeing, I am telling you, this is elite. Listen to me, people. Elite level rim protection. You really. almost cannot believe what you're seeing. Oh my God. That is really some play. It was pretty good. I mean, that is the the best against the best, right? I mean, that is the the best high-flying dunker right now in his prime and and the biggest or best big man, at least in the paint, defending right now, one of the best. And that's just it's mono e mono. It's I mean that that's great to see. You don't you don't see a lot of this in the NBA today. That was awesome. No, well, I mean, you know the Mavericks won one hundred and forty two to one hundred and sixteen. Well, they played the Spurs. Yeah, but I'm saying like you know there were te- there were games last night where the scores were ridiculous. Yes, I mean, we shoot a lot of threes in the NBA. Right, but so this game was pretty good. One hundred nine, one forty two, one thirty eight. 108, 106, 110, 105, 115, 110, 142, 116, blood pressures at this point? 120, 119, 124, 111. It would be funny if you said 120 over 82. 80. <laughs> 133, 116. Yeah. Think of, and then defensive play in one game. Well, it was a cool play. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to make some sort of uh, generality not about the NBA. We just we're looking at like one particular play that was fun to watch. And that 142 to 138 game was the Celtics and Pacers over under on three shot in this game. I will set the over under at 75 total, not for one team, obviously. I'll go over. Boomer? Under. Oh, no, it's way over, actually. It is 88. 88 three shot in the game. That is, that's, but that's why. The scores are what they are, especially out of 88 of them, they made, let's see, 18, if I can do the math, 18, they made 40 of them. Yeah. 40 threes went in. So that's an extra 40 points. So, And it was an overtime game as well. But yes, that was a very high-scoring game. Anyhow, Sixers did win this game by the score of 110-105. Embiid, six block shots to go along with 27 points, 19 rebounds, and six assists. So they are out to a good start as well. Uh, James Harden, 31 points for Philly. Um, I know you just randomly gave the scores. The 142-138 one was the Celtics winning. The uh, 124-111 one was the Lakers winning. And the 142-160 16 one. That would be the Mavericks winning. Right corner, Irving against Branham. Measures him. Steps back for three. He hits. And just like that, Kyrie with eight in the fourth quarter. 
the NBA's leading fourth quarter score at 9.8. And that was Mavericks Radio, a three there. He scored 23. Mavs beat up the uh, lowly Spurs by a lot. Luka Doncic, uh, the near triple-double, 28.7 rebounds and 10 assists. Meantime, it's not just at the fan. It's not just in society. The bug has hit TNT. Shaquille O'Neal, not feeling well tonight. Please stop it. Please stop it. We sent him our bed. No, he's under the weather or whatever. Hey, let's go down the street. You'll see him at the hookah bar. If he he took off and stayed in Atlanta, he's an idiot. (laughs) Not big fan. Eddie gives the big fan. Hookah bar, Eddie, not the hooker bar. (laughs) Is that what you thought he said? (laughs) Well, he gave a face like that. (laughs) The apartment that I lived in in the story was right next to a hookah bar. And it was that hookah bar. Went in there a couple times. Awesome. You sit there. You know, that's something that uh, Yousef loves to do, by the way, is the hookah. You just sit there. You know, have a little uh, little smoke on the hookah. And then you relax. You get, like, different flavors and stuff. (laughs) And I was... Really sort of... Uh, and then you run naked into a, you know, a deli across the street. No, that's when I was uh, drunk I did that. Oh, Not oh. Uh, hookah, I wouldn't have had the energy to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, it chills you yeah. out? Yeah, it chills you out. I was immersing myself in Egyptian culture at that time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be any hookah stops this weekend for you? No. I'm, no? I gotta be honest with you, I'm just looking forward to doing nothing. Okay. I just want to... Like, the, the quiet house with nobody in it is something that just does not happen these days. Will you walk around nude at some point? Yes. <laughs> you didn't even think about that. The, the entire time, I think I will. I'm just going to shut the blinds and just bare cheeks on the couch and everything. Oh, come on. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, former, former Giants backup quarterback Davis Webb joining the Broncos to be the team's quarterback's coach. The Rams and uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, some thoughts from Bucks head coach Bruce Arians on Tom Brady's next chapter of his life, broadcasting. Arians, a guest on the Rich Eisen Show. We had a good laugh about it, and I said, you know how hard that is? I said, now, the one thing you'll have that I didn't have, you'll be flying private. <laughs> I'll be able to get from place to place. In terms of watching Brady and his former Buck struggle, we know he's on the sideline for some of these games, so he saw it up close and personal. It was really, really hard. Tom wasn't himself, you know, with all the things that were going on. And I got to give him all the credit in the world for battling through what he went through last year um, for, his, for his teammates. Yeah, well, it didn't work out so well for them, but uh, that was on the Rich Eisen Show. Spring baseball of note. We got games starting this weekend, and we got a couple of old vets for the Mets that are going to be at the top of the rotation. Their names are Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Here's Scherzer, who said on uh, Thursday he is with this team this season for one reason and one reason only. Of course, 40 million other reasons, but... That's why you play the game. Uh, You play the game uh, to go out there and win this whole thing. Uh, And, you know, Steve obviously has that, uh, you know, that dream. uh, You know, all the coaches have, you know, front office and all the players, you know, that's all of our dreams. We make all the sacrifices in our lives to put ourselves in just to have a chance to be able to win this thing. (laughs) Sacrifices? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of sacrifices. A lot of sacrifices. You saw that video. I mean, they're killing themselves. Oh, yeah, they're working hard. Here's Verlander. He says he's working working hard and he is not just going through the motions at this stage in his career it would be such a disservice to myself and what an example i i need to set for my daughter like um i'm spending time away from her now and 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 why would i take all this on if i didn't just want to be the best i could possibly be i don't know 44 million dollars maybe that's why could be a part of it and your daughter and your wife could live a beautiful life while you're out there working hard port st Lucie. i mean these guys are they 
totally out of touch with reality? Well, what else would they say? They talk a lot. I, don't well, I mean, know. like if they if it was like, listen, the only reason I'm here is because Steve Cohen's the only person going to pay me this money. If you told me I was going to be 40 years old, making more money than my age, I'd be more than happy to show up. Yeah, then people would kill him for that. Oh, he'd get murdered exactly. if he said that. So yeah, just, but that's reality. I mean, this whole thing about, you know, you want to say sacrificing maybe early on in their careers and going through surgeries and things of that nature. I, I understand all that. But these guys are at the top of their game. They're making more money than everybody else. I agree. And it just one year at $40 million changes everything. I know. I'm just saying this is what they have to say. Yeah, And, uh, and we, we talk about all the time. These guys talk too much. It starts in February. doesn't end until October, sometimes November. How about, you know, it's such a privilege to be out here and to be playing for an organization that still believes in me and is paying me the amount of money they are that's why i'm here and that's why i hope that we can win a championship yeah. and deliver it for the owner who's taking great care of us how about that and it says verlander says the only reason he's here is money that's that's the headline <laughs> that is how that would be translated that. this is the reason i'm here is the money Basically. it's amazing what you just said too about the money if you told me someone was giving you a five-year deal at eight million dollars per season that sounds nice that's forty million. That's what he gets this year. Yeah, forty four. It's more than and, that. Actually. And how many starts will he have? Thirty. Yeah, I would say. I, yeah, I would hope these guys have been well. I would say Verlander would give you thirty, thirty five starts. Maybe you would if he think makes so. Every, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, and ultimately, it's all going to come down to one thing, and that's going to be the playoffs. And right. Whether or not they are still have the liveliness in their arms, and they're still pitching well, and it sure there's arm dead in yeah. October, right? right. That's what it comes down to. I mean, does everybody forget how terrible he was in that Friday no, night start? No, like, no. It's like, oh, man, like uh, Max Scherzer was ready to win a championship. Last time I saw that guy, he was barfing on himself. He was not good in that that series in Atlanta before the playoffs. Awful. Not good. Oh, just a terrible taste in your mouth. Also ah. not good effort last night, specifically on one goal by the Red Wings. Andrew Kopp. The one that made it three-one. I believe that's the one you were complaining about on yes, social media. The Tarasenko because... goal because he's loafing and taking it. I mean, he's half He didn't stop. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm joking. Trust me. I mean, I, I, right have no, I have no idea what the hell they're doing. I was Sam Rosen on MSG four-one. <laughs> but you know when they say two hundred foot player Jerry, and you got to get back and you got to cover your wings and you got to support your defense. Ninety-one did not do that on that play. No, that's yeah, and, and be by the way, I'm like, I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, okay, you know, listen, Keandre Miller made a mistake too as well, but you can't sit here and tell me, you know, this is exactly what they probably saw in St. Louis from him. And saying, you know, this is why we're getting rid of you guys, because this half-ass, you know, you're in the middle of a, a deep Stanley Cup playoff run, hopefully. You know, and that's unacceptable. That is half-assery. That is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. here's Gerard gone. He says the effort was not good. Not good enough. We didn't play hard enough for 60 minutes. And, uh, you know, what bothered me about it is some of those goals they scored on the rush. We had bad weeds on the rush, and they left them wide open. See, they had two bad weeds. You know, <laughs> you unnecessary gotta, you gotta, goals for me. Bad, bad weeds on, on the wash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bad weeds on the wash. <laughs> so, Rangers uh, suffer the uh, regulation loss. As for the Devils, they get a late goal to get things even, and then they beat the Kings in overtime. 2.38 to go in overtime. Mercer applies the brakes, looks around, has some room, hands it off. Hamilton in deep in front. They score! Yeah. Overtime game winner! It's Dawson Mercer, and the Devils win 4-3. to three. Where's Chico? 
Yeah. What I mean, do we hear him? I'll tell you this, know. Dawson Mercer has been on fire like the yeah. last couple weeks. There's the 91 who cares. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Had uh, two goals, including that game winner last night. Devils win 4-3. Nico Hishier ties the game in the final minute of regulation. Here was Mercer on the first overtime game-winning goal of his career. Yeah, it was good. Obviously, I was hoping to get out there. To, uh, I had the feeling in my like the stick, but uh, when I knew Dougie seen me, I was just happy to get a stick on it, and luckily enough, it went 5-hole. And both of those. Well, that was on uh, MSG. Matt Lachlan on Devils Radio. Devils 38-15-5, and, and we covered earlier Michigan being Rutgers 58-45 last night. coming up that we're very excited about at 8 a.m. Yes, we had to push it off from Wednesday because I was uh, out with the neurovirus, but since everybody is back, well, since I am back, everybody was here the whole week, um, I will be uh, announcing it with Boomer coming up at 8 a.m., so we're very excited about that. Boomer finally knows what's going on, uh, so we'll talk about it. Uh, There was something that happened in the NFL yesterday that I'm sure has happened before, and it might have happened just a handful of times, but I cannot imagine being this person and walking back into that building with a different title. Meaning, Vance Joseph, who is the head coach of the Denver Broncos, the guy who everybody looked to, when you walk into that building, Vance Joseph is making the decisions, he's telling you what the, the carpet colors have to be, painting the walls, all of these things. Working with the general manager, he is the guy. Signs a big contract as the head coach. And then gets fired. He's out. He's done. Miserable mess. Now he comes crawling back when Sean Payton is the head coach to be the defensive coordinator. Like, I know that it's a nice situation. Denver, the Broncos, it's a great place. It's a great organization. And people want to work there. But to be a head coach and then come back hat in hand as the defensive coordinator a few years later has to be a massive ego blow, no? Well, different owners in the building. Totally different people. Still That's the way you gotta look at it. But And these guys, you know, they get you know, they go round and round and round and round, you know, and for whatever reason, Sean Payton, you know, I don't know what, you know, how real the Rex thing was. I don't real, really know how real the Matt Patricia thing was. But, um, you know, I mean, it would have been interesting had Rex been there. I thought that would have been really combustible. But, you know, maybe I think uh, Sean felt like he wanted Vance Joseph because he would be less uh, intrusive and... More of a kind of get-along guy as opposed to a guy that's going to be out there on an island by himself. Yeah, but you think Rex is an out there on an island by himself oh, yeah, guy? Definitely. I feel like he's an inclusive guy. No, I think I think Rex is a huge personality. Well, we know that. Yeah, we love Rex. I love Rex. I yeah. think he was great here for the Jets, and he gave the Jets exactly what they needed. He was the personality. He won games because he was the coach, and the players played for him. Mm-hmm. And he and he could play with a. Kind of like a, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez's personality was good to fit with Rex because Rex was the bigger of the two personalities. I think when Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, he had the right coach. He had the big personality in Sean McVay. And, and, you know, Matthew Stafford didn't have to be the guy like he had to be the guy in Detroit. He just didn't have that personality to be that guy. Like Tom Brady has an all-encompassing t- personality. Peyton Manning, all-encompassing. Yeah. He takes over the entire franchise. That's not who Matthew Stafford was. 
And that's certainly not who uh, Mark Sanchez was. And that's why it worked great with uh, McVeigh and Stafford and it worked great with Rex here with Mark Sanchez. Now, saying that about Rex's personality, you know, if you're Sean Payton, you know, eventually you're going to have to deal with some stuff when it comes to Rex. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, Vance Joseph, having been in that building and knowing the fan base and knowing what's going on, I mean, I guess could be an asset, but everything's different from when he was there. I just, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's a weird thing to do in your career uh, to to be like the, the head guy and now have a smaller office when you come crawling back when know. there's 31 other franchises you could be working for. He's, he's probably getting a lot more money uh, going to this team and... You know, and quite frankly, there are probably players there that are still there that when he was there, when he first was there. Yeah. And and look, let's face it, it this is Sean Payton's team now. Now Sean Payton is the A-type personality in that Denver locker room. Yeah. And he's the one that's going to squash, you know, Russell Wilson. Get this all this other crap out of here. You know, we, we don't have, you know, you don't have your own trainer in here. You don't have your own office in here. We're not paying people who are on your payroll to run your foundation. We're not doing any of that crap. You're coming here to play football, and that's it. Whatever you want to do away from the team, you do it away from the team somewhere else. You're not doing it here. Yeah, I don't know if Sean Payton's going to come in and be able to resurrect Russell Wilson's career because I think the guy's just shot. I just don't think he's the same player any longer, and I think that some guys can play forever and and continue on. You know, there's different levels of it. Like the three guys who came in in 2004, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, and Eli Manning. You know, Eli was the first one to deteriorate, and then Philip Rivers was the second one, and Ben kept going. But they, you know, they eventually hit a wall at some point. And I know that it was later in their careers than what Russell Wilson is right now, but I feel like he's he's hit that wall. He's just Man. not. I don't think he's got it in him anymore. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to sit down with Nathaniel Hackett and get the real, honest, like what the hell happened, and was he changing plays or was he calling the wrong plays in the in the huddle? I mean, you know, all the different things that different teammates were saying about Russell Wilson. But yeah. you know, I. All I can tell you is that, you know, from our time uh, when we had him on our NFL Today set down in Tampa for that Super Bowl, we knew. I Well, listen, I knew. I knew there there was no way he was staying with Seattle. And, you know, and Denver was a team that was like the Jets are right now. They're desperate for a quarterback presence because the last quarterback presence they had was Peyton Manning. So they went all in to acquire Russell Wilson and then gave him that contract extension, which is mind-numbing. And gave him whatever he wanted within that building. And he just, he could not be the player that he was in Seattle. Just couldn't be. You know, and it, and it turned out that, you know, the big, biggest benefactor of that whole trade was Geno Smith. I know, which is really amazing. And to see what type of contract he gets if he ends up staying there, that's going to be. I'll be happy for him. I oh, really yeah, will. I mean, he's I mean earned, he earned it. Yeah, and he should stay there, just like Daniel Jones should stay here in New York. I mean, like forty-five million dollars. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, I, you gotta you gotta be realistic, and you gotta have an understanding of who you are. And you know, fifteen touchdowns and five interceptions is not getting you forty million dollars a year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're just not getting it. Yeah, and I mean, I, listen, I, I said this two weeks ago about Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I, if I'm the Giants, I'm calling that bluff. I'm you know, just his, doing his, it. His worth is somewhere between twenty-seven and thirty-two million a year. Yeah, I would like, you know, if if you really want to give him something, do what the the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. And that fully kind of guarantee the well, deal. Well, yeah, like, you know, for 3 years. Yeah, 3 years, 90. Yeah, something like, you know, in in the, in, the, in that range which is it's fair for Daniel and it's fair for the Giants. Now, you know, wh whether or not Daniel's agents see this whole thing differently, I <laughs> 
it is what it is. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's just not. Yeah, I mean, after the season that he had, you could make a case that he could be top 15. I think but, with this group, and if they get better players around him, I think you could see a steady growth. He could still grow even farther. Look how far Geno Smith came. Yeah. And it just took a while to get there. It took the right coaches. It took the right situation. Well, he the was right also players. sitting for many years. He too. sat for three years out there and yeah. became one of the more popular guys in that locker room when he was unpopular here in New York. And that was a, Well, he matured, and that was a big factor when he stepped in. It was seamless. Right. So I think that for Daniel Jones, you know, maybe five years from now, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking about, you know, four times uh, pro bowler, maybe one all pro season because he's with this coaching staff. And then he signs an even bigger contract. But I... I think right now the Giants have got to be really smart about what they do and how they spend their money. They, they, it, Joe Shane, roll up your sleeves because this is your time, man. This is this is where you're going to make your money. This is where the GM, you know, last year it was like we had to cut we had to cut some guys. We didn't want to cut them like a Bradbury. We have to make some changes. They're going to have to deal with Leonard Williams. They're going to have to deal with Kenny Galladay. They got to deal with Daniel Jones. They got to deal with Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's a million things that they got to get through right now. Yeah, and in the beginning of the season, they didn't even know if they were going to want to keep those two guys at the end of the year. And now they do, and they've got to figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, I would I would call Daniel Jones as an agent's bluff. I would say, where, where are you getting? There's nobody else that's we're tagging even considering you. We're going to tag you. That's basically what I it's going to come down to. And then, and then Saquon Barkley becomes a free agent. Yeah, I mean, I, I would even put that deal out there that you're talking about, like the the fully guaranteed, you know, three year, thirty million dollars a year. Just put it out there, but like, listen, th- this is it. This is the deal. You think you could do better? Try to do better, and, and see if there's anybody that that's if they can get him to sign a contract. I, yeah, I, you know, if not, they're going to end up tagging him. Sure, which is going to be thirty two point nine million dollars. That's which, it. Which is yeah, which is great for him for a year. And then you'll see what happens the year after that. So, like, so if that happens to the, the, um, to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's going to be pissed. Yeah, there's a lot of momentum now about him leaving and how this is over. So, a lot of momentum there as we were talking about yesterday. I'm, I, again, I go back to in regards to him about how they feel about him in Baltimore and whether or not he quit on their team because of the contract because situation. Because of the contract situation. I mean, if that's the case, then he just can't be there anymore. He can't be. I, I don't know how John Harbaugh can, you know, John Harbaugh can say whatever he wants publicly because he has to protect the franchise and everything else. But how he can march it back with a quarterback, you know, that wants the kind of money that he wants. To me, Atlanta makes the most sense. That's the team that should give him the contract extension. They'll make their money back in the first two years of his contract because they will sell out. It'll be sponsorships, season tickets. You know, there'll be an excitement around the Atlanta Falcons that they haven't had since they went to the Super Bowl. <sighs> yeah. Makes total sense to me. I don't know why why that wouldn't happen. Hey, did you see? And I know you got to do your reset stuff, your radio stuff, because I know you're an important radio guy. And, sure. And, yeah. uh, you, you follow the program director's, uh, you know, instructions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to get in the mix, though. Yeah. And try to, you know. Get you off the game a little bit. Yeah, okay. Did you see Eli, Eli Manning and Michael B. Jordan trying to recreate the OBJ catch? No. At the Meadowlands. I did not see You that. did not see that? No. I was a little disappointed in uh, Michael B. Jordan. You know, he's... Uh, didn't I, he just wasn't athletic enough, I don't think. Really? Are yeah, he couldn't me? do it. He couldn't do it one-handed, so they had to do it two hands. He made the catch, uh, but you know, if, I think if you're going to recreate a catch in giant history... Why would you do that? I know that catch was great, and everybody loved that catch. It was a touchdown, but they lost that game. Sure. You got to do the David Tyree helmet catch. That's impossible to recreate, though. 
Impossible because you need a defender there hanging all over you. So get a defender out there hanging yeah, all over you. It's impossible to recreate. This is easy because you just throw the mat out there and have them land on it and try to catch it with one hand. So you have not seen it. Yeah, I have not seen it. No. No, this is pretty good. You know, Eli's so funny and goofy. It's funny. But uh, yeah, I, I think the helmet catch. You're me. telling me Michael B. Jordan wasn't athletic enough to do this? I, I mean, the guys he's are caught, like he's in incredible shape. I know. Well, just because you're in shape doesn't mean you can, you know, go up and do what OBJ did. I mean, what OBJ did was ridiculous. Now, your guy, Justin Jefferson, has, to me, the greatest catch I have ever seen against yep. Buffalo. Yep. I have never seen a catch like that. And that was very similar to OBJ, but other things were happening in the middle of that catch. And then, then the significance of that catch in that game that they ultimately won. Yeah, that contract, when he gets paid, is going to be something else. Justin Jefferson? Yeah. That's why T. Higgins can't wait to get his contract. Yep, that's going to be a big one. Uh, so it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. 8 a.m., less than an hour, the big show Ooh. announcement we are excited <laughs> about. Oh, yeah, baby. To let you know uh, something we will be doing that I think uh, you will also be excited about. Uh, so I was uh, listening to Pete Hoffman driving in. And I love Pete Hoffman. He's, he's, he's grinding. He is. He's, you have him on your list of guys that, you know, when we did that draft, I forget. Did you have him on there? No, I did not. You did not. And he was complaining about that this morning or a little bit about it. And he was like, no, nah, I wasn't really, I wasn't really thinking about it. You know, I wasn't on anybody's list, but those guys were just having fun. I was like, no, we weren't having fun, actually. We were just, no, we were uh, actually really, we were doing actually it. really picking people. But, yeah. but anyway, um, so, uh, he, he's actually back there napping somewhere in the Bangladesh call center. Because he did the overnight until 5 a.m. And then he's going to be producing Tiki and Tierney at 10 a.m. You know what that is? That's work ethic. That's great work ethic. I love ethic. that. That's, that's I awesome. love the fact that him and C-Mac have great work ethic. Yeah, those that's guys, what I appreciate. They don't work from home. They show up. They do extra shifts. Yeah. They take their opportunities and make the most of them. See, that's the kind of guy that you know gives a live gives a crap about this place his job his life and he wants to make something of it 100% pat boyle another one of those guys yeah, another worked, guy yes. he worked like 20 hours straight recently right i mean if if upper management isn't seeing that and the powers that be don't recognize that then i'm sorry i don't know what else you can do i mean we're highlighting it we are highlighting it uh so he's doing the show somebody work from home crap yeah well those guys there's no uh, working from so i wonder like a hoffman what time does he wake up? Because he's got to be in the the control room at ten a.m. Does he? Do they let him sleep till nine thirty? Yeah, I think you got to let the guy sleep. By the way, if he if he wanted to sleep on the couch, I'd let him sleep on the couch. Yeah, he's but a good it, dude, right? But he wanted to probably go to sleep right away at five o'clock. Well, maybe he's a do a BT and Tiki have an office? They do not. No, I don't know. He, there's some. Is, sales. He, is he in the uh, lactation room? Maybe could be. He is not allowed in there. You're not. If you're not lactating. There's That's nobody the around here lactating at 5 o'clock in the morning. We don't know that. Actually, the the door only opens up if you are lactating. They've created the science where you go up there and you can only open it up if you're lactating. So there's no way you can get in there. Is there a couch in that lactation room? I don't know. There's got to be a nice chair set up like in there, a right? recliner, you'd think. There's, yeah. there's a salesperson's office that I think he sleeps on the couch there and he doesn't tell that person that he's sleeping on that couch. That's what I think goes on. Some sales... Higher up has a nice couch, and I think that Pete Hoffman sleeps in there. Is it nicer than my couch? No, I don't okay. believe so. Okay. I don't think it's nice. Um, you know, I would have a really hard time sleeping here. I've done it. I, I could not do it. I know, well, you did it because you had the work ethic. Yeah, I did it because a couple of times. I did it 
Uh, one time I slept in my chair in my office because I came in before a snowstorm hit. It's like Jerry. Jerry comes in. It's, I got the couch. So Jerry, if he needs to take a nap or something, he, yeah. he has a place to lay down. So he didn't have to drive down to Jersey and then come all the way back and all this other stuff. I slept in the massage chair a couple times. We've all done it. We've all slept here. Al, have you ever slept here? I have. Yeah. Uh, the time yeah. we went to Washington, D.C. for a Monday night oh. game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you slept here? Yes, I did. Yes. When, when we came back. When we came back, yeah. I slept on the couch in the lobby. So we all, except for Boomer, have slept here. Yeah. Right. I have not slept here. I've just gone right from Monday Night Football right to the microphone. <laughs> that is true. You have done that many a time. Right. And one time I did it coming back from the Super Bowl. Exactly. Drunk. Yeah. Hi. Well, hey, listen, let me tell you something. It's a lot of pressure. You know, you got to let some steam off. Yeah. Is that all right? Uh, no, it was, was fine. It was great. I, I long for those days. Let me ask you this about uh, just using Pete Hoffman because it's today. Is it work ethic or overextending yourself and not really giving 100% to either job? I think it's work ethic in my eyes. I'm sorry because they're trying to help the station out. They're trying to also further their career. So they're taking... Like, you know, when uh, C-Mac does the bridge show and, you know, and Evan and Craig leave early. I mean, that to me is like a guy that's seizing an opportunity. Right, but that's different than But then he also does some late night shows, too. Yeah. Like, I would say Eddie Scazzeri has the best work ethic. He does his job. He goes to sleep at a reasonable time. And he is on that pattern. That, to me, is better than... Like Pete Hoffman. But Eddie's been in his spot longer than those guys have been. And I think those guys want to be on-air guys. Well, let me ask you. Do we know that Pete's going to do a terrible job producing the midday show today? He sounded fine doing the show. So, I mean, if he ends up doing both well, then, yeah, I would say that's great work ethic in the sense that he worked extra hard to try to further his career. And speaking of work ethic, is Anthony Gallo going to be here today? Or is it Not sure. one of these half-assed things? I, I'm I believe he is uh, going to be in today. All right. Need him to go get the uh, oatmeal. <laughs> you love that freaking oatmeal. I, it's the best oatmeal I've ever had. I'm it's got to be something horrible in it for you to taste that good. It has to be. I figure that they probably use whole milk in it, I'm thinking. Yeah. They may cook it with whole milk. And then lots of sugar, I'm sure. A ton mm. of sugar no, in cinnamon. it. cinnamon. Cinnamon and blueberries. I hope it's uh, organic oats. Otherwise, regular oats, they got that roundup in it. You know, will you stop, please? Honestly. <laughs> You're such a nudge. It's like... You are a royal pain in the ass. Saying oats is one of those things you got to go organic. And yesterday you're fighting with defense attorneys and everything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, God <laughs> Almighty! I mean, oh God, it's such a headache. I'm like, why is he doing this now? Because this is what he wants to do. This is his life. This is what makes him happy. This is what makes him tick. Professional wet blanket. Yes, those are the things. Uh, so anyway, back to Pete Hoffman for a second. All right. So I almost called in because he was annoying me so much. And it was, and then I decided not to because I was like, "It's his show. I, there's no reason for but me." But isn't to. that a good radio host? Somebody that elicits some sort of emotion I, from that's, the that's listener. That's what I did think. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Um, but I just it. What he was saying was not consistent. Okay, and that's what bothered me. All right. So what was he saying? Because I did not listen. I'm sorry. Well, he was saying he was talking about, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, over and over again. But the thing that he said was Aaron Rodgers for two years is not going to win you a Super Bowl 
and then you have to start over. So why not sign Derek Carr for four to five years? And the thing that made me nuts about that was there's no way anybody who's ever watched football in their lives can tell me that Derek Carr gives the Jets a better chance of winning a Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers. So why would you take, if you don't believe that either one of them is going to win you a Super Bowl, why would you take four or five years of someone not winning you a Super Bowl as opposed to trying with those two years with a guy who actually has won a Super Bowl and has won multiple MVPs? So that was the thing that was annoying me. He's like, Derek Carr's the guy because Aaron Rodgers is not going to get it done for you. So go and get Derek Carr. So it's like for five years to to not win a Super Bowl there too, to, to basically spin your wheels for double the amount of time. So that's the thing that was annoying me about it. So I almost uh, pulled him up. Geez, and pulled again, him I would just, uh, you know, that's his opinion and he's allowed to have it. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't let it get under your skin. I mean, like you had your opinion about Daniel Jones going into the season. Well, we both did, yes. Yeah, I mean, but yours was a hell of a lot stronger. You had him going 2-11 the rest of the year. I did. I did. I'm not saying I didn't, but I'm I'm also saying that I figure that... But his my point is the opinion is not consistent. He didn't say, I think that Derek Carr gives them a better chance to win a Super Bowl. He said that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to win them a Super Bowl in two years, so go sign Derek Carr. So that, to me, is not consistent. So, okay, so you'd rather have five years of no Super Bowl as opposed to two years of no Super Bowl? That's the thing I didn't understand. So that it's not it's not so much the opinion he'd rather have Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. The opinion the the basis of the opinion uh, oh, I, see. I thought okay. the the foundation of the opinion was faulty. So you wanted to call up and you wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him that the basis of the opinion well, was faulty. Your, your basis sucks. Yeah, your and foundation it, sucks. And your basic. No, I didn't want to say yeah, that. No, so you're right about him making me think and making me want to react. I just it just I I didn't understand how he was getting to that conclusion. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like Sal. When Sal's, you know, doing his overnight and, you know, acting like an Islander fan. You know, he makes me think. Makes me annoyed. Makes me angry. And I, he knows that he's doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's trolling people like sure, me. Sure, right. But he also, but he, that is an entertainment thing. I think that, that Pete was really trying to just talk sports here. Okay. And I just was, I was confused. So I almost wanted to go back there and just wake him up and bring him in here. And then, no, I'll do that. See what he thought. No, you can't, you can't, you're not going to wake him up. What? Hey, Pete, you want to come on the morning show and talk <laughs> some sports? Well, he'll be up by nine. Yeah, maybe if we see him out there by nine, we'll, we'll have him in here and then you can scream at him. You know what? Every time we bring him in here, though, he gets very quiet. He doesn't, he doesn't talk much. For whatever reason, he's afraid to step at it. He has decided that when he comes in here, instead of being like going out on a limb or being entertaining or whatever, he decides to just curl up like a little potato bug. Yeah, he yeses you. He and, does. And company lines. Uh, he does. He just doesn't. He figures it's not worth it. Like that. That's his tactic. It's not worth it. Like if I'm come off as bland and not interesting, I'd rather do that than opposed to stepping in it. And then all of a sudden, I've got to deal with that for the rest of my life. All right. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Uh, all right. Let's go to Joe in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Joe? Hey, man. It's good to talk to you, man. I love the show. My wife's up every morning, 6 o'clock, listening to you guys. Uh, we get a bunch of laughs, but you're talking about work culture. And, hey, every one of you in there are, are part of that work culture, part of that that uh, dedication to the operation, dedication to the to the show. I mean, to piggyback off each other and... Uh, just like just like a team that connects, like all the teams you talk about, the sports teams, you need that uh, you have that culture. But there's certain guys that just set that culture also, and 
everybody piggybacks off that, and that's and that's what makes you guys so successful. The, the way you uh, push each other and your examples for each other, uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. Well, thank you there, yeah, Joe. That's, that's very nice. I can't speak about the other shows around here, but I know my guys. Wow. I hold my guys to a very high standard here, and I have expectations for all of them. What a great feel-good Friday phone call. You know right what there. I'm saying? little pat on the back spot. Look at you. You got sick. You came in. You threw up. Damn right. You did not want to take a day off, but Spike demanded that you take the day off because the guys around here were a little worried about getting the, the norovirus themselves. That's right, and nobody and, has so far. Right, so. and you know what? You, you basically um, you took one for the team is what you did. And that's culture. And that's what we have around here. Yeah. At least for us, we do. I can't, I, again, I'm not in the other show meetings. I'm not around those guys as much. Mm -hmm. I can only go by what I hear on the air. Um, and I know that uh, we all believe, I think, the same thing, that we all belong together. We need to be here. And when somebody that is supposedly a fringe part of this team is not here, then we try to hold them accountable. Sure, certainly. There was a point where I was just hired out of my internship. And I worked every single day of December, I think all 31 days. Pat yourself on the back. And you Eddie, told me, the Eddie, back. Eddie told me that was illegal and not to tell anybody. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but you were getting your feet wet. Did I hire you before your internship yes. ended? Remember, you had to put the code oh, name that's on right. my that's thing. That's right, Bobby Moore. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Moore. That's right. I got a Bobby Schmores in my life. Do you? Well, yeah. the reason he did that was, can you Good figure dude. out why? Bobby Moore, Bobby Moore, Bobby Moore. Why did he do that? Why did he do Bobby Moore? Hmm. Bobby Moore changed his name to famous athlete. Oh, Ahmad Rashad. And Ahmad Rashad was famous for playing for the Vikings. There you go. Oh, there you look go. at that. Eddie, good job on your part. Yeah, there. a little riddle. I didn't want to have the, the interns who are not getting hired feel bad yeah i don't think so my I, bobby moore, moore is going to change his name to ahmad rashad so don't yeah. worry about it all right jeff in bernardsville jeff what's happening hey good morning guys so i didn't hear this guy overnight but i i can support his his case a little bit more as a jet fan i think joe douglas drafted well last year i'm hoping that makai beckton now that he looks a little thinner has something to offer but my thought is this if, if you're going to get either quarterback they're both going to cost you money but at least with Carr, you retain your draft picks. If you go for Rodgers in a two-year window and you lose your draft picks, what is the trickle-down effect of this team in three years, four years on the road where we don't have our quarterback and we haven't been drafting? Hey, so Jeff, I, I think, I think you're overstating the amount of compensation the Jets would have to pay for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers, especially like if I said earlier in this week, I said, here are the conditions how Aaron Rodgers comes to the New York Jets. Number one, he goes to the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers and says, I want to go play for the Jets. That's who I want to play for. My buddy Nathaniel Hackett's there. I know the offense. They have a good team. I want to be traded to the Jets. Therefore, Brian Gutenkus, the GM of Green Bay, and Joe Douglas will get together. The compensation may be tied to the success that Aaron Rodgers has here. And if it doesn't turn out to be all that successful, then there won't be like an extra pick or something going back to Green Bay. Um, you know, Green Bay can't pay him $59 million this year, like his contract says. So then if Aaron Rodgers says, trade me to the Jets, the conversation is not going to be that big. And then he has to reduce his own contract to a point where the Jets are able to go out in free agency and spend money to improve the team even further to help him get to the next level. And that's where Woody Johnson comes in. And that's where Aaron, John, Aaron uh, Rodgers has got to sit down with Woody Johnson and tell him that. 
So it's not it's not as bad as you think it is. And the other thing it allows the Jets to do is to keep Zach Wilson here, which they want to do, regardless of what your fans out there think. They want to keep the kid here. They want to see if he can grow up and become the player that they see on the practice field. Let's go to Search in Valley Stream. What's going on, Search? Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Great, Search. What's up today? Yeah, uh, real quick, just wanted to say, well, thank you for all the stuff you do. Uh, I'm off the front of mind. So, uh, you know, thank you for everything. Are you welcome, Serge? A little bit, try, to, try to speak a little bit clearer in the phone because it's going in and out. Okay, sorry about that. Um, Serge, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not cell phones. It's the way you use them, you dummies. Yes. <laughs> My you know, cell phones have been around for 30 years now. They work fine. I deal with cell phones all day long in my life. I never have a bad connection. These people don't know how to use their phones. Well, sometimes they're Bluetooth thing. They could be using a, an earpiece, Al. No, I understand that. You know, they don't you know how to know. use it. I use Bluetooth and earpiece all day long. Yeah. And Do you have an earpiece? Clear. You got an earpiece? You got one of those guys? No, no. Yeah, by the, iPods? No, the AirPods, yeah. Oh, AirPods. the AirPods. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sometimes if I'm on a note, it's going to be a longer conversation. But these people, they, they don't know how to use their technology. As soon as we perfect something, we change it. So it's like the cell phone finally works. Now we're going to go Bluetooth. So that screwed up for years. Then we finally get that working. Then we go change something. It's like, come on. Al can't wait. To and they all go like this. Well, I hear you, I hear you fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a connected phone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Al could not wait to get to that Miller light at about 4.30 p.m. right now. It's been oh, yeah. a long week for you, Al. It has. <laughs> I mean, Why? Why? was well, It's been a long week. I mean, I had a long week, for Christ's sakes. I was puking my guts out. It's terrible. It's a lot of fighting with people on Twitter. Oh, and stuff. oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, I didn't know. I forgot what, what was the impetus of uh, the fighting on Twitter, by the way? Oh, actually, it was from the story you guys covered quite a bit yesterday with the kid from Alabama. Oh, yes, okay. And just this idea, and and I, I never listen to what Gio says, and I should, which is don't try to have a nuanced conversation on Twitter. is impossible. No, you can't. So for me to say that if you're a defense lawyer who goes into your meeting with your client for the first time, and you know he killed someone, you know it. For you to then try to get him off is a scumbag move. I didn't say that no one should be able to be defended or none. Of, that's all I said. You walk in, you know that person is a pedophile, and you try to get them off. You're a scumbag. That's it. That's right. Simple. You weren't talking about uh, uh, Miller's agent because Miller didn't kill anybody. No, he was just talking about exactly you, what he I'm, just said. Exactly. But, but this is what happened on Twitter. Oh, really? What about your friend Craig? He shouldn't have been defended? Craig didn't kill someone, you <laughs> jackasses. Exactly. But you, once you put it out there, you're I, asking for it. You know and then it's just, it's so, it's just. I know. You don't, I guess you don't understand how the law works. No, I do. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you let a killer go, you suck. Yeah, normally one of those defense lawyers is mostly looking for something else to distract the jury with, not the right. actual crime itself. It's like the Casey Anthony case. Yeah. Like you let how, off a how, woman how, who how were, her baby. Congrats. How were that that defendant's rights? How were his or her rights? You know, uh, broken. Right. Or it's and a technicality. You got to let them off on a technicality, right. that kind stupid. of thing. Yeah. Or so, you try to fool the stupid jury. Well, that's where the Constitution comes in now. <laughs> 
Well, this was the thing. I was going through these comments. Some of them were hilarious. Like, I guess you don't like democracy then, huh? It's like, I love the show until now. I'm like, what the hell is... Uh, let's what? hope you don't need a defense lawyer. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I killed someone, <laughs> they shouldn't be defending me. It's just... I know. I, I, I try and try, and I'm like, this Gio says, don't get into these kind of arguments on Twitter. But I, you... I will say, it was entertaining there for but a while. For us, though. It from was the great. outside looking yeah. in. Yeah. Just like, you know, that when, like, the Kay Adams thing, when it first happened, like, it, I was terrified, but everybody else loved it. Oh, like, yeah. I was thinking, like, she was going to hire a lawyer and say, like, I defamed her or something, but everybody else is laughing their ass off. When you're in the middle of it, it's tough. Everybody else is watching you with schadenfreude going, this is awesome. Uh, this is awesome. Somebody else's issue now. Exactly. And I don't have to deal with that. I could just sit here on the sideline and laugh at it. 100%. Oh, so great when you're not involved. That Kay Adams thing, I loved it. It yeah. was so much fun. When right. she went walking away with the hand in the air and the purse in the elbow, I mean, that was just awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize how many people disliked her. I don't know about that. I, I mean, do. Okay, now you do, um, I Yeah, guess. I do, because after that happened, lots of people came up to me and told me how much they disliked her. Oh. I didn't know that. It was interesting. It was news to me. Yeah, my perception of her was like well liked. Well liked, everyone. But oh, she's since, good on TV. That's why. Yeah, she's so, very good on TV. So uh, yeah, so what, once that whole video went out, I thought I had fun. I mean, I'm talking five, six, seven people came up to me going, "Wow, you know, you you have now experienced what all of us have," and she's just not a nice person. <laughs> so I said, you okay. are a scumbag. <laughs> oh God. Network. You know, I got my baseball digest in front of me. I'm all excited because we're getting ready for baseball season, Jerry. Yeah! Jerry, nice. you love baseball season. I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I don't know. Are you a Met fan? What are you? I'm a baseball fan. My my, my kids are Met fans. They're Met fans. But I would say I slant more towards the Mets, yes. You slant? because Yeah, because baseball lost me during the strike, and then I came back during the home run chase, but not really with the team. Uh, but I, I do worry like about the, the strike for. Who cares? Why is, wait, well, why I'm explaining to you why I don't root for a team anymore. You over there, on the other hand. Yeah. You're knee-deep in the Mets. Well, I grew up a big Mets fan. They have annoyed me over the last several years. But, yes, I'm a Mets fan and a Mets fan only. Yes. All right, so let me ask you. I want to ask you five questions. I want to see if you know the answer. Five questions, okay. Maybe I'll ask you more than five. We'll do, we're doing five Mets questions. I, I, I probably couldn't answer these, but, you know, since they're in front of me and they're a part of Baseball Digest, yeah. I figured that, let me see, let me test your Mets fandom. I right? love being put on the spot with sports right, How many knowledge. World Series titles will start or, or easy? How many World Series <laughs> titles in the 60 years did the Mets have? Well, two. That's an obvious one. So, from 1962, when they were founded, to 2022. Mm -hmm. 60 years of baseball. That's right. Two World Series wins. Right. How many pennants have the Mets won? All right, so you got 69, 73, 86, 2000, 2015, five. Yes, you're very good. How many division titles do the Mets have in 60 years? I'm going to say four, five, six. Six, six. okay. All right, all right. All right, how many wild card berths? Have the Mets had? Uh, this this is an easy one because I uh, we can go uh, ninety nine. This past year, uh, they have four of those. Yes, yes, four you are right. Harbor. You are so good. Now, hundred win seasons. 
That's also four. Yes. Yep. Uh, right. The only reason I remember that is because we said it this year a ton. Yes. Because they had another one-on-one. One. Yes. Yeah. All right. So how many hundred lost seasons do they have in their 60 years? Oh, those seasons that you'd hit, you, we all want to forget those seasons. Three? Six. Six. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. All right. So all right. now I'm going to just, Six. I'm just going to just ask you real quickly before we get to Jerry's update. Just franchise leaders. Okay. Okay. Franchise leaders in home runs. Strawberry. Yes. Franchise leader in hits. David Wright. Yes. Franchise leader in RBIs. Is that also David Wright? That is also David Wright. That's amazing that David Wright uh, has now, all the, these categories. I think this like is a good, very easy. good player. These next three questions should be easy for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, winner uh, wins for a pitcher. Seaver. Of course. Strikeouts Seaver. for a pitcher. Yes. Seaver. And saves. Who is the leader in saves? Come on, you know this guy. You run into him in the oh, street. Yeah. Put you Johnny be good. Yes, Johnny Franco. Johnny yes. Franco, yep. So Coming Johnny Franco walking a dog in Sag Arbor last weekend. Yeah, 31 or 45, Johnny Franco. Which one do you like better? I like the crafty 45. I do too. And when Piazza came and then you got the, the end of Johnny Franco's career, right. a little crafty 45 and with then the black they figured out that he was throwing balls outside of the strike zone and they stopped swinging at it. <laughs> That is right. Yes. Okay, we've left uh, Jerry with nine Jerry. for nine, I think, there. Jerry, no, you I missed a couple. No, you didn't. What'd yeah, you miss? I, did. I missed how many uh, hundred, oh, hundred lost seasons. Nobody really wants to remember Even that. still. Yeah. 11 I mean, out of 12, whatever you about did. six division titles in 60 years? Yeah, not great. <laughs> Boom. That's glass has half empty. <laughs> glass ass. Glass ass. Glass <laughs> half empty. Glass is a glass ass for them. 10% of the time they get it done. Yeah. True. And I feel like when they, except for this past year, when the Mets get into the playoffs, they usually do stuff with it. This year they didn't. This year they got wiped out. Yeah, this year was pathetic. The Braves have 22 division titles, but they go all the way back to 1876. Okay. I don't know what the hell that means. What, what city did they play in in 1876? Hell, if I know. Milwaukee. They were in Boston originally. Boston Braves in 1876. There was that. I don't. That I don't. Right. That was the question. And the Phillies have won 11 division titles, and they go all the way back to 1883. So they suck too. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even divisions until 69. Right. Well, whatever. <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't. I don't really care. I don't really care. Baseball yeah. Digest numbers. <laughs> I mean, you know. That's interesting. Good job on your part. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Boober. (laughs) What do you got over there, Jerry? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Since you were just talking about the baseball, one quick one from Port St. Lucie. You know, we always talk about the guys going down to Florida. They get bored of it real quick. We always talk about the restaurants maybe that you go visit in Port St. Lucie. Olive maybe, Garden. Maybe Tampa's a little bit better. Yeah. Bonefish Grill. Yeah. yeah, a little chain restaurant. So Kodai Seng has been here for how long? Not that long. Yeah, right? A week? Uh, he certainly laughs at the notion about hanging out in Port St. Lucie. You think Port St. Lucie is fun? <laughs> you probably have a lot of fun in other places, too. Port St. Lucie is fun in other places. <laughs> gotcha. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty funny. You hear him translate it, and then he's laughing yeah. at them <laughs> in terms of what do you do down there. So, well, they're almost ready to start playing games. So that's a good thing. And then, as you hear in the promo that's running, thirty-four days away from yeah. opening day. 
Okay. Uh, NBA tonight, you got the Knicks in Washington against the Wizards. Knicks looking to make a nice, solid playoff push and move up the standings. You got the Nets right now as it sits a game up in the win column, a few games up in the loss column. They take on the Bulls in Chicago. We'll have it on the fan at 745. Sixers beat the Grizzlies 110-105. You got that big block shot from Joel Embiid on John Morant that we played last hour. Here was Doc Rivers. What a job he does. Joel is a two-way player. And... If you take away what someone does best, what else can they do to help the team? Tonight, it was Joel. Uh, if you took away his offense, what else did he do? Well, he had six blocks. He had 19 rebounds. He had six assists. Yeah, that's not too bad. And by the way, 27 points, too. So that was uh, good there as the Sixers get the win. James Harden had 31 points. Now, Harden certainly what takes... What a great player, man. <laughs> Who are we talking about? James Embiid? Harden. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Nets can reacquire him. Well, I will tell you, he did a very nice thing. Uh, John Howe, or, yeah, I think his last name is pronounced Howe, was a survivor from the Michigan State University shootings. Um, it has been revealed he's going to be paralyzed uh, from oh. the waist down, I believe. He came to Harden's uh, thought, and he was told that the big Harden fan. <coughs> so Harden sent him some gear, some sneakers, and then did a video chat with him as well. Also donated to his GoFundMe page. A very nice thing uh, that uh, he did, getting thing. in touch with the kid. Yes, absolutely. And said, we'll try and stay in touch with him. And, you know, said all the right things yesterday. So we beat him up for the player he is or has been. That's yeah. A very I mean, cool now thing you're making me harder, making it harder for me yeah. to make fun of James Harden. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Went the extra mile for sure. Mavericks beat the Spurs 142 to 116. Luka Doncic 28, 7 and 10 assists. Kyrie Irving had 23. And if this guy's not the MVP of the league, I don't know who this Nikola Jokic is really something. Nuggets beat the Cavaliers. I give you one from Nuggets Radio. Now Nikola Jokic at the point. Jokic has it inside the arc. In the corner, Murray. Head fake on the three. Jump pass to Joker and a three. Got it again. Four-point lead for Denver, 109-105. Yeah, big shots down the street. I would think the Jokic of Denver. How about Jokic? I would look at Jokic as the guy that I would consider as MVP. <laughs> the Jokic. Um, you know, Jokic of Denver. Right. How about Jokic? Okay, Jokic, we got it. When you think about Embiid, you think about Giannis. <laughs> uh, this guy is obviously playing at another level because those guys are ridiculous. 24, yeah. 18, and 13 last did night. You, by the way, did you see that? So the Lakers win last night. They, they played 13 guys. That's big rotation. In the game against uh, the Warriors. And D'Angelo Russell only played nine minutes. Did he get hurt? They did win the game. I know, but what? did he get hurt? I'm not 100% sure where, about that. Where, Eddie said uh, he did, correct? Get on your radar. Because I, I, I was reading about what the Lakers you know, did, obviously, with the trade and Westbrook going to the Clippers and all that other stuff. So I have a very, I don't know, I'm just interested in it. And then to, to see what they did last night and, and to, beat the, uh, to beat the Warriors, and they ended up playing 13 guys. I'm like, you know, would Thibodeau ever do that? Well, it looks like an ankle injury for Russell. Is that what it is? That's what it looks like. So, they did win last night. I mean, they played 13 guys. Yeah. I mean, they all had legit minutes, too. Yeah. All right. Deep like, team. Yeah, Maybe they're going to make a run now Lakers in that Western basketball. Conference. Red Wings beat the Rangers 4-1. lot of reports to say the Rangers are really close to acquiring Patrick Kane. Trade deadline is Thursday or Friday next week. I know the it's next third. week. 
the third. So that is Friday of next week. Um, what else? Andrew Coppagol and two assists. Devils beat the Kings in overtime 4-3. Dawson Mercer scored twice, including the game winner at 2-30 of the overtime. Nico Hishier with the game tying goal in the final minute. Here was Hishier. Always good to battle back as they had a couple of deficits in this game. Always got to believe. Stay positive. Uh, and, uh, uh, horn blows, then the game is over. So just uh, keep going till till it's done, and uh, you never know what happens in hockey. And so they get Didn't the two we have points. Nico in here. Yeah, uh, I think we did. We? I think we did. Yes, when he was first drafted. First yes. drafted. Yeah. College basketball. Michigan beat Rutgers fifty-eight forty-five. And I was telling you off the air about Illinois Northwestern. How about Illinois outscored Northwestern thirty to ten over the final ten and a half minutes last night for a sixty-six sixty-two win. So pretty crazy there in the Big Ten. Did Helberg play last night for the Red Wings? Was he the goalie? No, you so. No, oh, okay. It's too bad. Helberg was the guy when I went to the Islander Red Wing game that I was screaming at, and he had a great time. Mm. His little deck, he was nice enough to put me right behind the goal in the third period. And I was saying Sweden sucks and all this stuff to him, trying to get under his skin. You're saying Sweden sucks? <laughs> yeah, just this. I mean, that's what you were saying? I mean, you know, that guy's thinking those Long know, Island jackasses <laughs> yelling Sweden that's sucks. That's one of the nicer things you can yell at Yeah, him. I just was trying to get his attention. You know, stuff like that. Hellberg, you know, up your ass. Real quick, turned around just and because... Italy sucks. <laughs> he didn't know I was Italian, yes. Just because you watched the documentary like I did on the uh, full swing, mm -hmm. did you see the pictures that uh, Dustin Johnson's wife was posting? Yes. They're getting ready to start the live for this did. weekend. I My did. lord. Yeah, I mean, she's... Uh, and Brooks Kepka's wife, too, Jenna Sims, posting a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... Yeah, I mean, their their lives are... Uh, Not bad. I guess they're right trying now. to promote their husbands and, and what they're doing with yeah. uh, the Live Golf Tour. Which promoting themselves. Yes, so... Well, but they're promoting the whole thing, right? Isn't that what well, that's all about? I mean, Dustin Johnson's wife, Paulina, is that Paulina Gretzky? Yeah, These were just... Um, Pool shots. Just her doing what she's doing. Yes. Like it's yeah, tan but, but, time. But she's, but she's a part of the, the live tour. She goes to the tour, tour events and everything. Sure. Resticles. Yep. Yeah. All right. No, but she, uh, she's keeping. Two breasts. Yeah. She's keeping herself relevant. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Put it that way. Yes. Uh, yeah, but that Hellberg was great because it, I was screaming at him and then he gave up a goal and then uh, he turned around and he looked at us and he goes, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. Said I'm tired to you. <laughs> yeah, he did, and you could hear it through the glass. He yelled, "Yeah, because yeah, it was like a lull at the point." He, was, he grabbed his, he grabbed his, uh, what you water bottle. He turned around and looked at us with his his face mask on. But he goes, "I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And uh, Sweden sucks. And Sweden, I was like, "That's right, you're tired because you're Swedish and you're a wuss bag." I don't know. <laughs> I was just trying to get under his skin, and that's what you do, you know, representing the owner of the organization. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on a feel good Friday. Make me. What are we done with innocence? <laughs> oh, in 10 minutes, we've got that show announcement we've been talking about all week. Something we are very excited about. So stay tuned for that. And also another pair of Dave Matthews tickets to give away. That'll happen before 845. So a big time 8 o'clock hour coming up for oh, you. I can't on, wait. On Boomer and Geo. On this Feel Good Friday. On this Feel Good Friday. Uh, <laughs> so uh, did you see this uh, Russell Wilson report that just came out? Uh, well, I know, kind of know about the report. So, Oh, you do? Yes. Well, that, wait, you knew about this already? 
I told you that there were problems in Seattle. Right, but this is very specific. Of what was going and on. I told you that they were ask, he was asking for a major contract extension from Seattle. Yeah. John Schneider, their GM, and Pete Carroll were like, no, we're not giving you that. We still have two years of you under your current contract. That's not happening. And your boy, Russell Wilson, was not happy about that. Yeah, so apparently he asked for, this is according to The Athletic, he asked that uh, Pete Carroll and John Snyder get fired yeah. because those guys were holding him back from winning a championship and he wanted Seattle to go and hire Sean Payton, who is now his coach in Denver. Yeah. So another one of these guys who... Sticking little, the shiv in the back of the coach that actually got him to the Super Bowl. You are a scumbag. <laughs> Good job, Al. Man, you're unbelievable. He's not a defense attorney. He's just a quarterback in the NFL. Oh, Mr. Unlimited. Yes. Going for it. Unbelievable. Imagine having, like, Mr. Unlimited come in to get you fired. You'd be like, are you kidding me? Now, the interesting thing is that he wanted Sean Payton hired. Right. So now he's with Sean Payton. But if Sean Payton, I'm sure, will read this because he obviously was in the media and he's aware of what's being said out there. Uh, how do you think he feels about, you know, a player trying to shiv a coach in the back? Yeah, a little shiv spot. And a GM, too, by that way. But This by, is like Kevin Durant all over again. It feels like that, that Russell Wilson was trying to run the NFL team that he was playing for. Yeah. And he's had his own, uh, what's it called? I remember those report, reports were that he wanted to be in the draft room. That's right. And he had his own coaches and his own people. So ridiculous. And, yeah. So he seems like he's the uh, stone worst, this guy. Feels that way. And we'll see if they, I guess if anybody can get anything out of them, it'll be Sean Payton. But, you know, that's why, you know, that's why um, this potentially could be combustible. But if he wanted Sean Payton to be his coach in Seattle, I guess that would probably make Sean feel pretty good about having him as a quarterback. But I, I man, I wish I could sit there and talk to Nathaniel Hackett about what the hell that they had to deal with last year. Oh, my God. You know, we don't play this a lot. I reference it a lot. But we don't play it a lot. I think this is time that we hear it. This is one of those days that I feel like we need to hear this. So let's hear it. Hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. A real, real exciting. You know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be. And I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. So you know oh, how... Douche. <laughs> you know how, like, mothers can lift up cars? You hear this, like, adrenaline. If their kid was, like, stuck under a car, they'd be able to have that strength and adrenaline to be able to lift that car up. Yes. Like, I, in no normal situation, would be able to beat up Russell Wilson. But I think that if, if you played that for me and then had me in a ring with him right after, I think I would get that mom lift up car adrenaline and I'd be able to kill him. 
with my bare hands. How do you think his teammates felt about that? Oh, they probably thought he was the biggest cornball on two feet. That's why guys like Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and all those guys couldn't stand him. Oh, God. You want to talk about, like, hearing Nathaniel Hackett's unfiltered thoughts on Russell Wilson? How about Marshawn Lynch's? I would, I mean, do you want to talk? That should be a hungerthon bid item. Listen to Marshawn Lynch bitch about Russell Wilson. You could get a million dollars about you know what, I actually do hope, I hope that Nathaniel Hackett can get Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets. Of I, course. I, really, I really do. Of course. And then they go on and they can win some games and get into the playoffs. They may not win a Super Bowl or whatever, but I, I hope for one Nathaniel Hackett, after dealing with that nonsense out there in Denver this past year, that he gets a chance to coach the guy that he knows the best, has a great relationship with, and will make him look good as a coach, as that coach will make him look good as a player here wearing green for the New York Jets. Hi, right, Gio coming live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. This was supposed to be two days ago. We were teasing it all week. It is finally now. We are going to announce something special about the show. And that is that on Friday, April 7th, this April 7th, 2023, not a full year from now, but this April 7th, 2023, at 8 p.m., we are doing... 8 p.m.? Yes, 8 p.m. It's a Friday night. Man, I'm usually in bed by that time. <laughs> well, not this time. We are doing something we have never done before on Boomer and Geo. An off-air, on-stage, uncensored version of the show only for the people in the room. Absolutely not going to be broadcast we are going to be drinking, we are going to be cursing, we are going to be doing all sorts of crazy things, and this is going to be happening on April 7th at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. Friday, April 7th, 8 p.m., White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, featuring all of us, of course. Uh, Al and Jerry and Eddie are going to be there. Maybe we'll get Gallo and Zoo and Yousef and everybody else. We'll see. Peter Schwartz. Peter Schwartz. CeeLo. Maybe. Oh, you we'll don't see. like CeeLo, do you? No, it's not that I don't like CeeLo. I just don't know what is CeeLo going to do there. Like, well, he's a part of the show, right? Yeah, I, I know. Mean, but is he going to do what? Is he going to give us an update or something? I'm not so sure. He could wear like that uh, nice suit he's wearing. Yeah, today. the sweatsuit, right? Maybe we'll just bring him out in the sweatsuit. Yeah, what is that thing that he's wearing today? I don't know. Don't get distracted. Boomer and right. Geo live Friday, April 7th, 8 p.m. White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. Now, this is how you get tickets because we are... We're going to have, uh, we're selling tickets to it. So there's going to be general admission tickets and VIP tickets. So the pre sale is next week for these tickets, March 1st at 8 a.m. Is it on Ticketmaster? It is not on Ticketmaster. No. Is it, it on, not, uh, not on Ticketmaster? How are we doing this? Uh, not, it's on uh, WFAN.com slash live. Okay. Is the way you're going to be able to get those tickets. Now, there will be a pre sale code that I will be giving out before the pre-sale at some point next week that All you right, have to be cool. listening for. All right? So you have to be listening for that. And that'll happen sometime before the pre-sale. So the pre-sale is Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m. And then the general on sale is Friday, March 3rd at 8 a.m. Now, am I allowed to have some Casamigos at this event? Allowed. It is encouraged. Oh, it is encouraged. Okay. Yes. Good. It is encouraged. Oh, we want you to start drinking before, about an hour before the event. Oh, they do. Uh, yeah. There's no telling what's going to come out there. Right, exactly. Now, I'm a little bit afraid of pacing myself that night because, 
you gotta. I want to. You don't want to show up ripped up. Exactly. So I don't think that I will. I think I will start the show completely sober. Right. And if things are going well, I will then start to slowly drink. And if things are going poorly, I will stay sober to try to keep everything together. But I'm planning on having plenty of Casamigos because I think it's going to go great. And I know it's going to be awesome. And I know the crowd is going to be crazy and just everything will be awesome. Can I throw some footballs out in the crowd? You could do more than that. You could throw footballs. You could throw bottles of Casamigos. You I'm can not do throwing bottles of Casamigos. I'm keeping the Casamigos to myself. All right. So uh, a portion of the proceeds is going to go right to the Boomer Esiason Foundation yeah, as That well. is true. And that's one of the reasons why they got me involved here. So that's very nice. Yes. Yes. That is very nice. Now, is the Holland Tunnel going to be open, Al? Uh, yes. It will be open. You'll be good because you'll be leaving New York City before 11 p.m. and going back into New York. It's, it'll be wide open. The Holland Tunnel is going to be open. Yep. So am I going to stay with you that night? Or? If you want to. All right, I'll stay with you that night. That's what we'll do. As opposed to me getting a you know, a hotel in Jersey City or in the city. Do whatever you want to do. I'll just end up staying with you. All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. And I think we got to have all the maniacs that have uh, appeared on our show, I think, that are part of the extended family of the show. That's how I feel about it. Absolutely. So that's why I think... I don't know, maybe CeeLo could be working one of his 37 jobs. I'm no, of not course sure. we want CeeLo there. But, you know, you know Peter Schwartz needs to be there. Well, uh, I have this idea with Peter Schwartz. Oh, you do? Yes. That that we're going to get him out there on stage. So you you know that both Dan and Carteret and Yousef here are both uh, masters of custodial arts, right? Yes. So I want Peter Schwartz to be out on stage and we dump a bucket of ranch dressing over his head like they did at Miller's Ale House. And then we're going to have a contest between Yousef and Dan and Carteret to see who can clean up the mess the quickest. And one, the winner gets something, whatever it is. Why don't you just, maybe Jerry will get sick or something and he can throw up on stage. <laughs> you could do that too, yeah. Right. right. Or it could be me again by that point. I was thinking like you put Peter Schwartz out in the audience and then he can go to people that are going to ask us some questions. I'm sure there's going to be a Q&A at some point in this whole thing. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I will, we'll see. It's is a, there a run of show, Al, since you are the producer? Are you doing a run of show or something? Something important, something actually to... Well, to give you, uh, to be totally transparent, uh, we have a sheet that's a shared document that's supposed to be an idea dump. 80 to 90% of them are my ideas, so I'm looking for other people to kick in. Yes, well, wait a second. What do we, we got? have access to Hold this, on. Yep. This time, wait, with time out. See, no other ideas. Well, that's not true. Not a lot of them. Hold on. Wait a second. Spike put in all the ones I said in the meeting on there. Okay, so he, so that's the, those are the ones, and I added one last night because I didn't even know that that thing existed until last night. That that live uh, document, so yes, eighty to ninety percent of your ideas, yes. my ass, so my ass. Go through them, right. then. I'll let my you know which ones right. are mine and which ones are everybody else's. All right, hold on a second. Da, 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 da. And Boomer, if uh, right after the show today, we're having a meeting. Yep. See uh, you there. So yeah, that'll Friday. be Friday. Yeah, right after the show. Uh, we look forward to your presence. <laughs> I just found out about this yesterday. <laughs> I I have to think of things. I just thought of something. Throwing footballs out in the, out into the you know out into the uh, into the audience. I can't get to this damn thing. 
when it's in my email like this. Now I'm at his Ricky Sanchez one now, or whatever. That's that's the thing that Ricky I'm in. Ricky Sanchez. Now. Yeah, he sent uh, two of these things to like show us what he did for his live show Spike, and now I'm like into the rights to Ricky Sanchez situation. All right. But anyway, well, we'll figure it out. But yeah, they, but, but the, the the fact of the matter, it's Friday, April seventh, right. eight p.m. at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. Looks like a really cool place. Absolutely, and I am very excited about this this White Eagle Hall. Seeing the the uh, videos of it and seeing the pictures of it, it looks tremendous. And we will have a, a a live band there that we are thrilled about that will be announced a little bit later as we get closer to the event as well. A band that I didn't think we could get, and we were able to get. All right, so good. That's that's going to be great. So yes, Boomer and Geo live Friday, April seventh, eight p.m. We will be selling those tickets. Uh, next week, starting next week, uh, Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m., uh, will be the pre-sale. Going to give you a pre-sale code leading up to it. General on-sale Friday, March 3rd uh, at 8 a.m. And a uh, portion of the proceeds obviously going to the Boomer Esiason Foundation. And this is off-air. This is only for the people that are there. And this is going to be uh, completely uncentered and totally different than the radio program. So this is going to be a, hopefully a, a good two-hour show, right? This is what we want? Like a two-hour show? Is that what we're looking for here, Al? Like we would take a good solid two hours? Two-hour show. All right. Are you and Jerry doing like the preamble to the show? We are. You are? Yep. How long? Ten minutes. Okay. That's it? That's it? Yeah, I mean, you guys want us to do an hour? We'll do no, an no, hour. No, I just didn't. No, no, I don't want. To, I mean, you probably do. You want to do an hour? No, an hour's too long. No, That'd be a three-hour show. Yeah, no, no I three-hour show is way too hour. long. No, you just do ten minutes. Quick so, ten. Minutes. So is your ten minutes part of the two-hour total? It is. Okay. Oh, is it? So we're only doing an hour and fifteen. That's minutes. fine. So, um, <laughs> much like the regular one, show, I assume you're not getting paid for this either. That's correct. Oh my God. These guys just know how to just rain on a parade. Huh? This is just unbelievable. They are so negative. It's a feel-good Friday. We're going to actually celebrate a feel-good Friday on Friday, April 7th. And you two have got to throw cold water all over it. <laughs> just lovely. <laughs> just some real water. That's all. <laughs> Eddie. I mean, listen, man. This is for the listeners. It's not, it'd be, you don't have to be there, I guess, right? And he doesn't have to be there. Just right. be there. I'm just practicing for the, for the okay. show. Oh, just practicing for the show. Yeah. Okay, it's just, a, it's just a bit. He's practicing his zingers. He's practicing. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to do a chugging contest at this thing, Eddie? Or what? Yeah, I saw that on the list. Yeah, but yeah, I would, yeah. I would prefer it to be um, not just straight beer. Not okay. just straight beer. Like, what does that mean? You want like a boiler maker? Is something similar to that. I don't know if it's PC to say the name of the drink anymore on the air, so I won't. What, Sex on the Beach? No. What, car bomb? Is that yes. the thing? Yeah, I mean, it's Irish car bomb is fine to say. We're not talking about blowing people up. We're talking okay, about then, Well, then that, yeah. I mean, why would we just do a Boilermaker? No, I like the other one. All right. I mean, it's like, what, what, like, is anybody offended by that? I don't know. We're talking about uh, dropping a shot into a beer and drinking it, for God's sakes. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, stir it with a tampon, and then we'll have people outside protesting. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hell are we worried about here? It's not enough, man. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Boomer and Geo live. So uh, this will this will be tremendous. Now uh, Schwartz, of course, who listens to every minute of every show, is already texting me, and he's saying that he uh, 
He likes your idea better of him being in the crowd, but that's not going to happen. He's going to do whatever we tell him to do, so it doesn't really matter. We're going to pour ranch dressing on top of him, and that's what he'll do if he wants to be a part of it. So he's got no choice. You know, if you want to be a part of Boomer and Geo Live, here comes the ranch dressing. No. You know, like a big, or we could, you know, what we could do is like have the the ranch dressing there in the bucket, and then like someone pulls down a rope to dump it on his head if he gets a New York Dragons trivia question wrong. Then <laughs> boom, like whatever you the know, thing. We, we should actually get the Miller's Ale House uh, a waitress. Oh, and, and have her just here. You go. That'd be perfect. Yeah, we'd wash them off right Here's after. Your man's dressing. Yeah, right. You you got me fired. You jerk. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be tremendous. But also, great things about this. There is a bar in this place that's right downstairs oh, on the floor. It's gonna be great. So you're gonna have a bar that's there. So you're able to to go over there and uh, and order some drinks. And also, we're going to have a ton of exclusive only for this particular event merchandise. So this is Boomer and Geo Live. That's what it is called. Boomer and Geo Live. We're gonna have T-shirts and all sorts of stuff that are there. You'll be able to get in. It's gonna be a tremendous night out on a Friday night. So we'll go, we'll take a nap, we'll get all fired up. Maybe we'll have a quick, like, uh, you know, pregame dinner type of thing, you know, just a little something, get all f- focused and go out there. And then we're going to try to get some, uh, some big time special guests to join us as well. So it is a, it's, it's something that I think is going to be awesome that we have never done. So I've never done it. All right. Like well, this. I kind of look forward to it. I mean, look, you kind of look forward to it. Our, uh, our, you know, kick off the summer shows and all of our different remotes that we do all turn out to be great. Well, this is different though, because I know it's different because we're not going to be on the air, but right. I'm just saying if, if that kind of, you know, atmosphere exists on a Friday night. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Well, that's the thing. I mean, usually, you know, we start those shows with the warm up show at 5 a.m. Yeah. And then it's six o'clock. You know, and we still have that type of energy. Now we're talking about 8 p.m. on a Friday night. Gonna have to get a nap. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so you go back, you take a quick nap, you get up, you shower, and you're in there. You know? Yeah. You'll be fine. You kidding me? You'll be be ready to rock and roll. You're the only guy we don't have to worry about with that stuff. Uh, So go to WFAN.com slash live. Let me see what that looks like. Have you checked that out yet? What WFAN.com slash live looks like? Maybe down for a few minutes, but if it's down, it'll be up momentarily. Why is it down? A quick edit they had to make on something. But it may be up. It may be back already. It's no, it says, quick. oops, something is broken. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what quick edit? <gasps> I, that I don't know. Is this Gallo are, doing this? No. Are you lying to me? Do you know no. what this is? You don't want to I say. I don't it? know what it is. I, I was told it was a a, a quick edit. <laughs> it doesn't seem so quick. So yeah, uh, go to wfan.com slash live at some point. Just trust us; it'll be there, and it'll be there. Yeah, I see. I see an old school radio drawing of an old school radio, and oops, something is broken. It seems you're either on the wrong frequency or this page does not exist. All right, so we'll just go to the homepage. We could say there's been such an overwhelming demand for information that you've crashed the server. (laughs) That's what I was hoping happened, (laughs) but I guess not. It was a quick (laughs) end. It probably put up there, Boomer and Carton live. (laughs) A quick edit here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not allowed to criticize the digital team, though, because I make a lot of errors, man. 
But yes, <laughs> yes, you do make a lot of errors. Yeah, I make a lot of errors. I'm not allowed to say anything about that. CBS Sports Network. There's no way that's today. There is no it is way. It's nice outside. I will tell you that. Hell, that is today. It's I, cold uh, outside. What I'm talking about is CBS Sports Network likes to uh, bump back on the TV side with the shots of New York City, and I get on them for that disgusting shot that they show right out of the building. So they yeah. like to do nice shots. The thing is, there's no such thing as a nice shot. Well, this is not so bad. It's today. a nice day out. It's 50. Partly it's sunny. It's getting cold. It's going to get cold. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. But that one that they just showed people were in the park, they had bikes. You know, that's not happening. Uh, Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports, was that the people with the bikes and all that stuff? That was no way that was today, right? No, it was probably like a year ago. Oh, a year ago. This is it right there. So there's no leaves on the trees, but look at everybody having a great time. Yeah, it matches the season. Matches the season. I like that. Uh, are you going to be uh, around for this Boomer and Geo live show there, Stephen? Absolutely. I live like a mile away. All right. Are you going to go like to work and to get footage for CBS Sports Network? Or are you just going to come and be a part of it and be like, uh, you know, have a good time? Uh, both. We'll definitely have a camera there and we'll definitely have a good time. I thought this was no TV, no radio, live only event. Well, it's not going to be live. They could no, take, they could take oh, okay. video of it. They're not going to put it on television. But they'll take video and then you know use it in the B roll and stuff. You yeah. know, Australian boating. Are you uh, <laughs> are you going to be singing a song with the band out or no? Um, I I, I could if uh, you, uh, people uh, are interested. Uh, Give him a vodka or a beer. Sorry, and he'll be yeah. ready to rock. Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to have a new song or something, right? A Maybe by song? that time we'll know if Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets. Who knows? Still got some time. Couple weeks. <laughs> Couple weeks. We will find out. Will Aaron Rodgers be with the Jets by the time of that live show? Will Aaron Rodgers show up at the live show? That's a possibility. Now that would be something. Just get a dark closet for him. <laughs> oh, oh God, here we go. Yeah. I mean, you know, open your, open your, expand your views a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, Stop we'll being so like, like, put yourself in a box. We'll just get a big sign that says psychedelic drugs here with an arrow and then hope that he shows up. <laughs> I think that'll probably work. You imagine what a coup that would be if you had Aaron Rodgers show up at that? Meaning he comes to the Jets and then you're able to get him there. I don't think it's the craziest thing I've ever heard because he knows Boomer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's craziest. No, no, there's some people that would be crazier. Like Aaron Rodgers is like, he's so strange that anything is possible with him. And he's got a previous relationship with Boomer and Gunner. So yeah. it's not that nuts. If Boomer weren't a part of this, obviously it'd be the craziest thing I ever heard of. But because of the Boomer's connection in the past and everything else, I think there would be a chance. Yeah, well. A small chance, but a chance. Your breath. Small chance. <laughs> but he'd have to be at the Jets first. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, maybe he could be apartment hunting in Jersey City. Who knows? <laughs> maybe that's where he's going to end up. Uh, all right. I think he's going to end up up in, uh, up in Salem. Oh, or, North Salem? Yeah, North Salem by our buddy Lee. Yeah, but that's a that's a little bit of a commute. No, I, I keep telling you, the girlfriend's dad lives up there. Yeah, his current girlfriend's father, Aaron Rogers, right. current girlfriend. Yeah, yes, who owns the Milwaukee Bucks? Has a house there. He lives in year round. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I don't I'm know. He's in Wisconsin part of the time. I'm assuming no? that he's probably in Wisconsin. He's back here. He's on a private jet. He's doing whatever he wants. Or like the Vikings owners, right? They're back here too the sometimes. Wilfs. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. the Wilfs. I'd like an introduction to the Wilfs. If you could do that for me, please. No, I'm not doing that to you. Why? Or for you. I'm just not. Why not? 
So, by, by the way, the Wolf family happens to be huge Ranger fans. So, okay. I, I do see them from time to time at Madison Square Garden at a game. And uh, they do know that my partner is a huge Viking fan. Okay, and you can't... No, because you're just going to... I know what you're going to do. You can complain about Kirk Cousins and this and nah, that. I and like Kirk else. Cousins now. I mean, like, I used to have to do this with Craig. I was like, I'm not introducing you to people that I know that you're going to antagonize while I'm standing there. Well, I'm not going to antagonize the owners of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm. I think that they'd love me. Talking about their football team. All, yeah, but so all you do is talk about the negative part of their football team. Not necessarily true. Yes, it is. Remember the Friday right before the game? I got all fired up, put the Vikings blanket on and everything. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. But I'm just, it, the, the point being is you should just stay away from all of that and just be the fan that you are. Okay. Well, I have another way in, by the way. Okay. You want to know what that way in is? Joe G. He knows them too. And he'll do me a solid. Well, what about Paul Allen? No, he's not going to. He's the play-by-play guy. He's not. He, he's he's, he's got to deal with them on a daily basis. Does he's he not going to do help. a contract with them? He's not going to help me out in that spot. He doesn't know me. He, he, he Joe Barrera of Citarella. He'll get a little sit down. We'll have some brie, some crackers. Some brie. And then we'll. Uh, brie with the owners of the Vikings. That's right. Uh, by the way, I know. And you the, call me Bushy. That'd be awesome. Uh, glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. We'll do that. It'll be awesome. I know the culprit of this uh, website thing, by the way. What website thing did I miss? Well, when we announced Boomer and Geo Live, we told everybody to go to this particular site, you know, WFAN.com yeah. slash live. And, and when you do that, something is broken. <laughs> Digital. Oh, boy. So, Who's, and it's still that way, by the way. <laughs> sure. Who did it? I know who did it. Uh-oh. And that person is saying that it's okay to crush them. Oh. So, Chicken go for it. Lou. It's got to be chicken parmalou. It is chicken parmalou. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There you go. You can, crush, you can crush me. I messed up the vanity URL redirect. It's on the WFAN homepage, though. But <laughs> chicken parmalou. I mean, how do you how are you not ready for this? And then you and say, it was delayed two days. Right, and then, you, you know, you take ownership of it. Okay, so I guess uh, he is taking ownership <laughs> of it, so we do appreciate that. And we're going to slam the crap out of like, him. I'm not, My bad. I'm really not trying to be mean. Wouldn't you have thought he would have typed the URL in to just make sure it worked? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> or not. I think if I'm Gallo, I see an opportunity. Because, <laughs> again, he wants to work from home. So, I, you know, I don't know if he really wants it or not. He's here today. He got you your oatmeal. I yes, he's he good. Yeah, so if you do go to WFN.com, there is a link that goes to this. You could just click on it. Which is the oops part? There's a, <laughs> there's a logo. And, and it, it goes right there. the oops part or no? No, okay. it does not send you the oops part. Okay. It sends you the actual page. But the WFN.com slash live thing is not working. No, I go, could yeah. be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think all you have to do is copy and paste that URL and put it to the real one. And it'll take you right there. And that's a nice logo, the Boomerang Geo logo. I like yeah. that. Yep. It's very big and it's very uh, prominent on the web page. Right. And if you click that, that there you go. go. Look at that. Yep. There it is. They get good pictures of me, Alan Eddie, on there? There's no pictures of any of us on there. Oh, just the logo. Yeah, just the logo. Mm. No pictures. I mean, what, I mean what, what, you want pictures of yourselves up there? We can make that happen. You want, I was just want? asking. I was just curious. I mean, your names are in here. Nice. It says the, the who and what. There's no pictures. You got to have some pictures. Boomer, Geo, Jerry, Allen, Eddie. I nice. get disgusted with CBS because they have no pictures over there of, of NFL today, guys. 
Pitches? There's no pitches. In the studio? Yeah, like, over there at, at CBS. Really? Yeah. I'm very disappointed. I would think they'd want to, I mean, Nate's all over the place. Oh, I don't well, Nate's have pictures everywhere, but it's really? usually with news or something else. It's not with the NFL. Today. You know what they're telling you. Yeah, you're it's sports. You're no, 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 no. <laughs> no. What they're telling you is not that important. This is not sports. Is not that important. It's not real no. life. Let me just tell you something. Sports is everything. I'm, it's live. I'm it's trying to help out why it's, they don't have your photo up. Look at the freaking ratings. Listen, I know that this is how we make money in this world. Yes. <laughs> these ads that are on these pages on these websites are just so. And I don't think they make money. That's what I don't understand. Like, is it worth the hassle you're giving to your readers? Give me an example. All right. So when I first, did, here is this woman complaining of migraines right in the beginning. Then you scroll down and I've got three hot breakfast wraps to my right. Then I scroll down and I've got two giant ads in the middle of the text reading about this thing. One is for unleashing tomorrow's technology. Register for MWC Barcelona. Then to the right, we've got Sloan Ketter Cancer Center. Yeah. And then at the bottom, finally, something that we love it. But well, we love Casamigos. Casamigos. Well, I open this up and I get Casamigos right at the top with George Clooney and uh, Randy Gerber. Yes, yeah, I don't have that. I get that. And then it switches to something else. And then it's Disney Bundle. Switches whatever. And then I got uh, Craig Carton has a warning for clown Jet fans. Who actually think Aaron Rodgers is coming? So Craig is calling Jet fans clowns, clown Jet fans, right? And then you got uh, then you got Tiki Tiki Barber says Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a pipe dream. There you go, all the stuff you can get on WFAN.com. <laughs> exactly, and breakfast wraps, right? And breakfast wraps. <laughs> so yeah, it is on there. WFAN.com. Click on the Boomer and Geo Live logo. At some point, we'll get that redirect thing going when Chicken Parm Lou figures it out. But <laughs> we'll cut him some slack today. No, yeah. why? Has it been fixed yet? No. It's just, you delayed it two days because you were thrown up. I didn't delay it. It was delayed because you were thrown up. But you said you delayed it two days. You could have still done it. But we didn't want to do it without you. Okay, so then why, So what's the problem? So, but what I'm saying is that with it, with it being delayed two days, like Al and Jerry pointed out, you would like to think that you would have everything all lined up and ready to roll. Yeah. Because you had an extra 48 hours. Yeah, but Chicken Parm Lou <clears throat> did not. But <laughs> <laughs> did he get sick? No, I don't think so. Hey, you're saying he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would think that's a 60-second fix. Apparently, it's not. I mean, Jerry, do you know IT? Like, does Reco Sports have no, an IT I department? Don't, but I'm the one that redoes, you know, I'm the one that does the website. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I use a website editor, but it's also not that hard. Oh, okay. Not that hard. You suck. For a okay. <laughs> wow, Jerry. To be able to actually press a button and go to the site, I would think for an IT person that's one of the easier things to do. I'm not asking them to write code. <laughs> Maybe ask to write code to be able to do this. Who knows? Okay. Chicken Parm Lou is good at his job. I don't know what's taking so long with this. You suck. <laughs> I you don't like say that. You know, like marinara, like sticks on somebody's skin if they have too much of it. Like that's what I'm picturing right yeah. now. He's got like marinara all over his face. He's like trying to fix this. With a, with a bib like a baby would have <laughs> in a high chair <laughs> that's my vision of chicken parm trying to fix this right aye, now aye.
Uh, all right, uh, Jerry, what do you have? Brought there? to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Knicks, Wizards tonight as we restart the uh, the season for both New York and Brooklyn. The Nets will be in Chicago to take on the Bulls. Um, this is always fun. Mikael Bridges now a net, as we know. He was traded for who? On Kevin Durant. So the Nets did this fun thing on social media where they were talking to the new players, asking a whole bunch of questions um, about their new team, about living in Brooklyn, about growing up. And one of the questions was... Favorite athlete growing up? Kevin Durant. <laughs> That's kind of ironic. His favorite player is Kevin Durant. He got traded for Kevin Durant. And here we go. You don't care. Got it. Uh, Sixers beat the Grizzlies 110-105. Joel Embiid had 27-19-6 six block shots. You can't, you hate James Harden too, so I won't play his three-pointer. He had 31 last night. No, let's see. You hate Kyrie. Not going to play that. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, I don't hate anybody, Jerry. Former Giants quarterback Davis Webb is joining the Broncos to be yeah. the team's quarterback's Good coach. Good for him. He's on the, uh, what do they call that? The fast track. The fast track, yes. Now, you also, so he's going to go work with Russell Wilson, who you guys mentioned that thing with the Athletic Boomer. You've referenced this in the past about him wanting Pete Carroll and John Schneider at whatever. He's in Denver now. Meantime, some thoughts on Wilson from Ryan Leaf. I'm not sure where Leaf said this. It was just put in the system by Marco. But uh, here he is basically saying that Russell Wilson struggled in Denver because his mental health coach was not around for him this season. So this man had been in increasingly important to Russell Wilson during this process, teaching him they were partners. And I don't think enough people talked about it last year. This was the first season in which he didn't have Trevor. And he says it's not a coincidence that he then struggled. And I tell people all the time, when you walk into a facility and you're exercising your body, okay, you get a trainer to do that. You need a trainer to exercise the biggest muscle in your body, and that's your brain. And he didn't have it last year. So now I don't believe he's going to be allowed around the facility, right? Sean Payton said no private coaches, no Sean personal Payton's coaches. Sean going to exercise his brain. Don't Are worry you, about uh, it. Well, I mean, is he Russell, the only one out of 53 guys on the team? I don't know. But Russell Wilson can talk to this person outside of the facility, yes? I would yes. think so. I mean, so, so why did he, he just could, do that? I guess that's I possible. mean, he doesn't spend, I know he spends a lot of time in the facility, but I mean, he could... Zoom call at any point. He could have the guy around. He's got enough money to put him up. Now, Leaf said part of this theory and training is to have this neutral mindset. Oh, there's no negative thoughts ever. And part of the, when he would end these press conferences, what do he say? Let's roll. What do you yeah. say? Broncos country, let's ride. Right. That was him keeping things positive and keeping the negative out that he yeah. learned from his coach. And Nathaniel Hackett's got to be like so happy to be the hell out of there, honestly. Yeah, I mean, what are you dealing with? I know that you that you want to focus on the positive. You can't let little negative things just crush the positive. But sometimes, like, it's okay to admit that something is not working or yeah. sucking. How about applying yourself like everybody else does and do what everybody else is asking you to do? You know, nobody's asking you to do anything. Uh, you know, more than them, everybody needs to be pulling in the same direction. You can't have your own health management coach. You can't have your own trainer. You know, unless you're Tom Brady and Guerrero could follow you around wherever he wants to go. I mean, this whole thing about separating yourself from your team is asinine. Yeah. It is asinine. And, you know, and, and Ryan, stop making excuses for him. He's making $250 million. Go out there and play quarterback. That's what we're paying you to do. And he was that guy who worked hard. He was that guy that did everything huh, that he was what? asked. And now all of a sudden, he got too big for his britches, and here we are. So have that. And um, you're right. If you need a mental health coach, do it away from everybody else and go You know, work on yourself. Oh.
That's fine. When you're in the building, you got to be pulling in the same direction as everybody. You can't have your own office. You can't have your own people working in another part of the building. So, you know, you can go, you know, because your players know that. All right. So just a little addendum to this, apparently. Apparently, this mental health coach was passed away last year. Okay. So that's why he wasn't around. And there isn't another one that Even he- still, the, part, the, the reason he struggled was because he wasn't around. I didn't say he fired him. I know. I just I'm laughing at Boomer. There isn't another one. No. <laughs> I mean, next I man up. Like, Let's go. <laughs> hey, you know everybody deals with something. Yeah, and you know he's not the only one that's lost a loved one in their life in the middle of them going to work. You know, and it's uh, it's something that we all kind of deal with, and we all have dealt with. Yeah. I mean, my God, it, this is like ridiculous. To me, it's ridiculous. No, I no, I agree. I just wanted to clarify. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that that made it better or worse. I just wanted to clarify the situation. It's not like he wasn't allowed around the facility or whatever. It just it, what happened was he had, he had died. Okay, you know what? Died. I mean, I understand that. You know, you yeah. went in there and you told the Broncos you wanted a contract extension. They gave you one. And now we're finding out about all these other things that supposedly had a, an adverse effect on you, as opposed to being the quarterback with the biggest shoulders and being the leader and overcoming whatever shortcomings you may be dealing with and going out and leading your team to victory. All of this other stuff was affecting you behind the scenes, and that's why you played poorly? Not to mention the story of him wanting the other guys fired in the other city. I mean, come on, man. Did I just say that? Yeah, you did. Oh, just, I'm sorry about come that. Come on, just man. Take that back. Right. You got mossed. Yeah, you got mossed. We all got mossed. <laughs> yeah. Denver got mossed. Uh, Rangers last night lost to the Red Wings 4-1. to one. Mika Zabinijad says, not a good night. I just thought we uh, we didn't do the things that we were supposed to. Um, we give them chances. Obviously, they're going to create some chances uh, on their own. They're a good team, but um, we, uh, we give away way too many chances. And as Boomer pointed out last night, you got your guy not hustling on the third goal for yeah, Detroit. Sanko. Yep. Um, and so I, not I a good look. St. Louis dumped them. And the effort did come into uh, question by the head coach afterwards. Devils beat the Kings in overtime. 4-3. Dawson Mercer, two goals, including the game winner at 2-30 of the overtime. Uh, Vitek Vanacek with 19 saves. College basketball. Michigan beat Rutgers 58-45. Illinois uh, beat Northwestern. Mentioned that because they outscored them over the last 10 and a half minutes by the score of 30 to 10, 66-62 was the final last night in Champaign. All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So remember back at the boat party in the summer of 2021, we were giving away tickets to that event. And we had on the uh, Jack Pocket uh, boat, remember that? We had all these yes. tickets to give away the yes. Jack Pocket boat. And uh, people would call up, we'd give away the tickets, and that jackpocket boat ended up being such a tremendous success. Like, people would call us up afterwards saying, we've got friends for life now because of that jackpocket boat because we went around and we were drinking. And, and Dan we were, was on that boat, right? In yeah, he was, he was miserable because he thought it was supposed to be on our boat. That's the, but he was the only one who didn't have a good time. But and, then some people had a very good time. Yes, Zoo uh, and whatever Cougar he was with. And there was other people and there was some and sex in the bathroom. bathroom yeah. Right, yeah. So anyway. There was the, sex uh, in a bathroom? Allegedly. Okay. So anyway. With Zoo? Not with Zoo, with, with other people. So, uh, so yeah, but this jackpocket boat was, was a big deal. And that's where we met Radimus. Now, Radimus is, we actually met him prior to that, but this is where we really got to know Radimus. 
We met Radimus when he called up. We were talking about hoarding, and he said his mother would keep several umbrellas, or his mother-in-law keeps several umbrellas. And then you brought up the story about a, a mummified hoarder who was dead under piles of garbage for years and years and years. And that's where we got the famous drop of... Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Radimus, at that time with the boat party, had to get the blessing of his wife to go to the boat party because she was like eight and three-quarter months pregnant. Like she was right there. And the due date, I think, was the exact day of the boat party. And she said, go, have fun, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. And that's where we really loved Radimus at that point because he put us above his family. And that's why he really endeared himself to us. And he's now moved down to Houston, and he's giving us a call with some life news, which is, which is great to hear. Radimus, good morning, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing on this beautiful Friday? Oh, we're doing great, man. How are you? Oh, I don't know about the weather in New York, but it's out here beautiful, fantastic. Houston mm -hmm. in shorts, uh, enjoying the new baby that just came home uh, yesterday. Look at that, Radimus. Congratulations. Man, oh, man, you were pumping them out quick, huh? Yeah, yeah, y'all. Wife wants to get it over with. You know what I'm saying? She want to get it in, uh, in and out. <laughs> I, under I understand. I understand. So that is great. So she's doing well. The baby's doing well. And now you got two on your hands. Yeah, everybody's doing fantastic. I got two girls at home. You know that saying that uh, you got to pay the consequences for the things you've done. So I guess I will be paying for that in their teenage years. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I he I've heard that yeah. too, and I don't I don't like that phrase because I really did. I don't feel like I treated women poorly at all growing up. If anything, <laughs> they treated me poorly. I, I had been dumped. I had been embarrassed, but somehow I I ended up with the two girls. But they say that if you have two girls, apparently, like you were the you were a bad guy or something. I don't like that at all. Same thing for Maddie Martz, You think maybe I, you know, I, there's got no two girls. Way. There's no way. No way. I just I think did, it's I great. Did, uh, I did my thing in my time. I did my thing. I don't know. I don't think I was too bad, but I did my thing. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I love is I love the fact that Radimus, you and Matt Martin both have two girls. All that's right, you guys. I should that's say right. two girls. Yes. Yeah, and then if you think about some of the most famous athletes around, Derek Jeter, all girls. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, rest well, in peace, all girls. Derek Jeter. What's that? Definitely Derek Jeter. Oh yeah, definitely Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Kobe had four girls. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Hey, guys, I had an idea for the show coming up because I know uh, you guys were talking about it during the Super Bowl week, but I tried to call. You guys weren't taking calls that day. Yeah. Hey, what about for the show, which I will definitely be buying uh, tickets to. Nice. I will be flying in. Hopefully, yes. I will be there. Good. I like uh, it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, get you, get you a plastic surgeon. We can have your boobs come out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he can, see, he can say we're going to do the procedure. I had the procedure done. Uh, with Wait a second. You had that. your man boobs cut off. Yes, because uh, it's it was I had gynecomastia, whatever it's called. Uh, wow. it, it runs it ran in my family or whatever it is. Huh. I've been, I've been very muscular, been trying to get rid of this for years. Go to the gym and it, and it would just never go away. And then I said, you know what? I'm just gonna get it done. Got it done. Chest is look, looking fantastic. And then you know you could tell uh, what's her name to come and touch it up after that. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yes, yes. Get Kay Adams to come in and, and uh, touch my post gynecomastia surgery chest. I mean, I think that is something we can add to that live document. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's more about um, you know my lifestyle and the eating. You know, when I'm very big, they tend to grow. Yeah, and you I'm don't not, have a genetic issue. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. Thank God. It's just, like Radimus's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, that's great to hear, man. So you know the uh, you know the dates of the tickets, right? 
Yeah, I sure do. I'm already looking at flights as soon as you guys even started talking about it. Oh, I'd love you, Radimus. You are the best. Yeah, so pre-sale is Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m. I will be giving out a pre-sale code prior to that, so I'll let you know on Monday when exactly that's going to be. And the uh, general on sale is Friday, March 3rd at 8 a.m. So on Monday, I'll tell you exactly when I'm giving away the pre-sale code. And then you'll use that code on Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m. Then the general on sale is Friday, March 3rd at 8 a.m. So congratulations to you and your wife. We obviously love your wife as well for allowing you to do all of these things. Are you going to bring the whole family up or are you going to be doing this on your own with a friend? No, family family will be coming down, but they're definitely not coming to the show. You know, I know you guys are going to get routed that bit late. So uh, I'll just go there. I'll go there with a friend. All right, perfect, Radimus. We will uh, see you there and give us a cold prior to that, all right? You got it. All right, Radimus. All right, man, that's great. See, this is why I love doing stuff like this. Yes. Guys like Radimus. Radimus. You know? Yeah, he's hilarious. So he had boob surgery. He did. Wow. I did not. Did he tell us that before? Did you see that story of that? guy that supposedly has the same thing that Radimus said that he suffered from and uh or that I, I think it's a gal i don't know i don't know it's a teacher up in canada okay that has size z boobs i've not seen this teacher in canada yes with size z boobs right and, and has the same thing as Radimus has i according Teacher. According to how she identifies or he identifies, I don't know. It's this very confusing story. Teacher Canada Z. Or double Z boobs, is that right? Z breasts, I'll put it in here. Anybody looks at my Google history, this will be an interesting one. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Kayla Lemieux. Okay, yes, that's who it is. Kayla Lemieux's school suffers new threat days after she insisted... Size Z breasts are real. Right, because somebody thought that they saw her walking on the street as a man without the boobs. Oh. So so people so you don't know if this is real or not is basically what this is coming you know, down to? Well, no, she's a real teacher at a school, and at school she has the size Z breasts. Somebody said <laughs> that they saw her as a him coming out of her apartment building without the breast and that she was dressed as a man wow okay so that would be some sick stuff there man if that person was doing this well that's the point like they don't know or and and then she goes on to say that she has the same situation that radam has had interesting okay yeah um hmm. oakville trafalgar high school teacher kayla lemieux Massive chest, blonde wig. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I'm looking at this. This cannot be a real thing. So you, you're thinking those are prosthetic boobs? They have to be. That's not a real thing. There's no way that's real. This is a sick person who is doing this. It's a, she's a shop teacher? Yeah, she teaches shop in that school. I mean, come on. Cutting wood, chopping wood. <laughs> Come on, this is not real. Yeah, it is. It's a real story. No, I'm saying that the the but they're they are not real. There's absolutely she no is way. claiming that she was taking hormones because she is born with I think double X chromosomes or something, and okay. uh, that when she started to take the hormones, this is how her body reacted. Okay, very. That's good. what she says. Okay.
you really got every bit of information on this. Sounds like you've been studying this. I wasn't studying it. I was reading about it. That's all. All And when Radimus brought up that he had surgery. Yeah, but that's what this woman is claiming that she has. Okay. Or this man. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Okay. GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network coming to you live at the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Our announcement last hour is we're doing a live only for the people in the building show, uncensored, on stage, Friday, April 7th at 8 p.m. at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. We will be uh, making those tickets available next week starting on Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m. Then the general on sale is Friday, March 3rd at 8 a.m. And I will be giving you a pre-sale code at some point uh, prior to that pre-sale. I'll let you know exactly when that is on Monday morning as well. So we're very excited for uh, Boomer and Geo Live. It's going to be a, a first of its kind for us. And I, uh, I can't wait. And it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous fun night. Uh, okay, couple of things. One, is Patrick Kane going to be a New York Ranger by the trade deadline? Yes, I believe so. And the reason that they may have to wait until all the way until the trade deadline is because of the salary cap implications. You know, they sat out two guys last night, Kratzoff and Lashizen, and they basically said it's roster management. What that means is they don't want guys on the ice getting hurt. Exactly. And that they, they might trade. That they may trade or, or actually even just cut, flat out cut, depending. But they'll have to move money around, make money. Chicago will have to take part of the salary. They'll have to get a third team involved, it looks like. And, you know, they may have to drop some assets in order to be able to do this. You know, quite frankly, watching last night, uh, you know, and watching how loose the defense was and the last couple games, especially in giving up goals early on, you know, they're in a little bit of a dip right now, which happens to every team in this league. Yeah. Uh, they were playing great there for a while, and now all of a sudden it's dipped a little bit, and they've changed. You know, they got two new guys on the ice. Uh, you know, so they brought back Tyler Mott. They obviously have uh, Tarasenko and they have uh, Mikolo, uh, you know, as a defenseman. And, you know, watching Tarasenko last night do what he did on that goal, it just, it just drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. And, and what you're talking about is completely loafing, not getting back, letting guys just skate around them and score. And I understand guys like him are scorers, so they're supposed to score. And when they do make a mistake on defense, this is what it looks like. And this is what drives coaches crazy. And Craig Berube... I believe is the coach out in St. Louis. You know, he led into his team the other night because they had lost like three or four games in a row, but they traded their captain to the Maple Leafs. And of course, we have Tarasenko and Mikola. So they're going through a rebuild out there in St. Louis. So maybe the players have kind of shut it down. But in a situation like this, when you're coming to a team that has legitimate Stanley Cup contender uh, players and, and belief in itself, you can't play like this. You can't do this. I mean, it's embarrassing. And I don't know, you know, you got to turn, guy's got to be able to be turned on himself. Like, he's got to be able to go put that uniform on, go out there and, and play at a very high level. And, you know, he scored on his first or second shift when he first put the Ranger uniform on. And he's got, I think, maybe a sister or two since then. But that is flat out lazy. And that is not a good, that's not who those Ranger players are in that locker room. They haven't been that way all year long. Yeah, I mean, if the Rangers go out and get Patrick Kane, they have another offensive <clears throat> weapon to add. And Tarasenko continues to play like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that guy ended up as a healthy scratch at some point. Because yeah, well, that is just completely unacceptable. The, the way I would look at it is that you'd end up going, which they're trying to do now. You'd go Mika, Kreider, and Tarasenko. You'd go Panarin. 
Trocheck and Kane, you'd have the kid line, and then you would have VC, you'd have Mott, and you'd have Goodrow as your fourth line. That's a hell of a team as long as everybody's committed to playing a 200-foot game. You can't just have goal scorers. I mean, you got to protect your net. you got to help your goalie out. And last night, if you watch the game, Detroit blocked like 30 shots last night. Yes. That's another, that's another problem. You know, the Rangers don't like to block a lot of shots. But I would just say, it's great to have goal scorers, but you got to have grinders, man. you got to have guys that are going to go in the corner, fight for the puck, and are not going to loaf coming back 200 feet. They're just not going to loaf like that. That's oh. unacceptable. It is unacceptable, and it's uh, been something that was highlighted on uh, CBS Sports Network earlier today, uh, something that you hate seeing. All right, uh, the other big thing, uh, Pete Hoffman, I'd like to talk to Pete Hoffman, who is now awake. He slept here. He did the overnight show uh, till 5 a.m. He handed it over to the warm-up show, and then he uh, slept in a back office somewhere. I'm going to try to find out exactly where that is, but knowing Pete, when he gets on the air with us, he gets very guarded. He doesn't say anything. Sometimes it's tough for him to even get him on the show. Uh, but I wanted to talk to him about something that he said about uh, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, as he puts it. Derek Carr and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Derek Carr. I mean, so I, I uh, get, get in the car, leaving Sayville at uh, 4 a.m. and just uh, Derek Carr and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. How many times call. did he have? And I hear Al lying to him outside. Oh, no, it's all good stuff. No, it is. Oh, it's all good. It's, no, great. it's great stuff. Yeah, no, it's great stuff. <laughs> uh, here he is, the hard worker, Pete Hoffman. What are you shaking your head for? Why are you shaking your head? You shouldn't be shaking your head when we ask you to come in here as a guest. What the hell? And, you know, every time I walk in here, you guys throw something at me. I'm not we're, we're lauding your work ethic. Oh, oh my God. This is unbelievable. And by the way, <laughs> you do was say great job. Jesus. Where did you sleep uh, after you got off the uh, overnight? I did not sleep here. Oh, you didn't? Because last time I slept here... Gio found me was going to wake me up, so I tried. Yeah. I, I avoided that, so I, I stayed. Went to my car. <laughs> you slept you in your slept car. In your you were afraid I was going to wake you up. Yes, I wasn't really going to do that. I told you were going to videotape me or do something. I told you. Spike as a joke. I was like, we've seen a pour <laughs> cold water on his face and film it or whatever. But I wasn't really going to do that. I mean, very you know, mean. I mean, if that ever happens again, you could use my couch if you'd like. No, it's all good. That's fine. You slept in your car out there in New York City, I, huh? Yeah, it's fine. All right. I listen to you guys. No okay. fun of me. Oh, so you did hear us making fun, while well, him making fun yes. of you. Yeah, all right. So the thing, I, the, the first of all, great job working your ass off. Seriously. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Uh, that, that, is a, that is a good job. The thing I didn't understand when I was driving in, though, is you said, now tell me if I misheard this or I misinterpreted this. As you said that the you don't believe the Jets can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I do not, no. So why bring him in for two years, go and sign Derek Carr, Get him. I think Derek Carr in New York can be like a Drew Brees when he left San Diego and went to New Orleans. So you I, think Derek Carr can win a Super Bowl with this Jets team that Aaron Rodgers couldn't? I don't think he could do it next year. I don't know if the next year, but if you give him a long leash, like I think Derek Carr could be a career New York Jet. I don't. I think he could finish with the Jets. His career. He has another eight to nine years left in his career, and I think he could win a Super Bowl. So you're like the Jets. They actually think he could be a Hall of Famer, according to reports. I believe that's so, yeah. what they told him when he was there visiting them. But all right, just just simply though, just mm -hmm. one more time. You still you kind of danced around it. You think Derek Carr can win a Super Bowl with the Jets? A thing that you don't believe Aaron Rodgers can do? Not next year, and I don't believe he'll want to be here in two years. So you think that Derek Carr, if he's going to win a championship with the Jets, there's a better chance it's going to happen in year four or five? Yes, I do. I, right. I think this All team. Right. I think this. All I right. think the Jets are good. Right. I think they'll make the playoffs with Ryan freaking Tannehill. That's how I feel. All They're right. that good. I, I disagree I with that. 
I, I just what I didn't hear you say was that. Well, that's uh, that. I didn't hear you say. Well, I think that Derek Carr can win a championship with the Jets, and here's why. I don't think Aaron Rodgers could do the same thing, and here's why. I Because I just assume, because everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr, if you're telling me that Aaron Rodgers can't win a Super Bowl with the Jets and you're telling me Derek Carr can, it seems like nuts to me. No, I, I admitted that too. I said Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback available this year. I just don't think he's going to win a Super, a Super Bowl with the Jets right now, and that's the problem. I don't want... The carousel with the Jets has been terrible for 10 years. Boomer, you know that. Yeah. The cycle's got to stop. Uh, eventually it will somewhere along the line. They've tried to do it like three or four different times here over the last 10 years. But I will still go back that if Aaron Rodgers wants to come to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers is willing to modify his contract and he sits down with Woody Johnson and says, look, I'll modify my contract, but you have to spend money in free agency so we can try to win this thing in the next two years. Then, you know, I'm, I'm going after Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm doing. But and then on top of all of that, too, Pete. The other thing that the Jets and you and I know uh, you may laugh at this, and Jet fans may laugh at this. Then they don't want to get rid of Zach Wilson right now. I, I hate that. That kills me. Yeah, but I don't, just, they're not going. Oh to. no, I get that. But to me, as a Jet fan, I never want to see Zach Wilson take another snap ever well, again. Here's the deal. There's an old adage in the in the. Uh, in the front offices of NFL teams. If you listen to the fans, you're going to end up starting to sit with the fans. So that's why, you know, they, they're not ready to give up on Zach Wilson just yet. So if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, who is his idol, by the way, he watches him practice, watches him go through the whole thing. Maybe in a year or two, he grows up and he's ready to take over. Let me defend you for a second on the Zach Wilson thing. Were the fans right about Sam Darnold? Eventually, yes. Were the fans right about Adam Gase? Uh, yes, they were. Were the fans right about Todd Bowles? Of course they were. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot of examples of the fans being right about these things because that particular but, person but, but I'm not. I'm not arguing with the fact that that's what you would like. I'm just telling you that they are not going to get rid of Zach Wilson. Now, I also wonder if I am Derek Carr, which I know they had the conversation about Zach Wilson. You'd like to have Derek Carr here for the next eight years. Yeah. So if that's going to happen... If you think in your mind that that's going to happen, then the Jets have to get rid of Zach Wilson now. 100%. But they're not going to. That's not. That's their point. Well, that's, now, a, bad, could they, that's a bad move. Could they end up, like, let's say uh, Derek Carr comes here, and let's say next year he leads them to the playoffs, and he gets a Pro Bowl nod like he normally did when he was with Oakland or with uh, Las Vegas. Uh, then maybe they move on from Zach Wilson at that point. Aaron Rodgers, though, you think, the past two years he's been wanting to get out of Green Bay. What makes you think that... He's going to want to stay here in New York after a dysfunctional season in New York. Because yeah, it's possible. Because you do have Robert well, Sala, who's on the hot seat. Joe Douglas is not too but far nobody, behind. Nobody's him. thinking about dysfunctional seasons. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, everybody, from Joe Douglas to Woody Johnson to Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson. We it's like we're going to pour. Yeah, I know. But it's, and it's, until, it's until he got though. hurt. But until he got hurt, he was playing great. They're eight and three. Aaron Rodgers got too. And the other thing, too, you have to don't <laughs> minimize the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is here. I get that. And they are closer than you and I could even imagine. Todd Down is here, too. Tannehill can come over. He 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 actually could be a, uh, an alternative. Any of the any of these players that we're talking about may be an alternative, but I will say, I will say that I know for a fact that in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is controlling what's going on there. So if he comes out of this darkness retreat and says to Brian Gutenkus, their general manager, "I want to be traded to the Jets." 
The compensation is not going to be ridiculous. It may be tied to the success he has here. And then he has got to be willing to modify his contract. Does, is there a backup quarterback that's not named Zach Wilson next season? Or is Zach Wilson the number no. two? No. All right. No. Sorry. Well, we have to we have to stop. Yes. I got a couple more things for you quickly. One, you're doing the 40 mile bike tour with us on BT's team. Yes, I am. Yeah. Hundred right, percent. Hundred percent. All right. You got your bike figured out and everything. Yeah, I have a bike. Oh, you I, have one yeah. of the like like not a, a mountain bike. No, right? I have a trek. Yeah. All I'm right. Good. good. Yeah, All, right. Good. Yeah. All right. Very good. And you're back in shape. You've lost a bunch of weight, so you're in. Yeah. What is that? Well, you I've, give me like I've, a... I've, I've I've gained a little bit back again. So yeah, yeah, but, I but go you back. lost a ton of weight. I did lose a ton of weight. Have yeah. you been doing any cardio to get into this? Because this Not can be this can be grueling. To, I have to get back into it. All right, yeah, this, just, just, just prepare. Just yes. prepare. We so, have four months. Who else is on this BT team? You're on the team. Uh, BT. Uh, I. Th- I think he has a couple waivers out there. I'm not sure who exactly who's locked in. I think Tiki, depending on if he's got that conflict, but he, I hopefully will be there. But you're 100 percent in. Oh, locked in. Locked All right. In, locked okay. In. Yeah. All right. Very good. So they're raising money. So. Uh, and uh, were you actually upset about not being picked in the part-time no, draft? I don't care. You don't I care. Pre- I appreciate you guys doing that. That was awesome for. For guys like Marash, who does a hell of a job, not, not going to criticize that at all. He's fantastic. Right. Uh, and the guys you guys highlight was fantastic. And I'm sorry to Paul Rosenberg, who didn't even get a mention. Yeah, yeah you we guys about that. dropped the ball on that. No, we didn't. We drop dropped the ball. ball. I think no. he did to not make himself <laughs> even on top of mind. Uh, Al uh, believes that you're. You're not really working hard. Your work ethic should not be. You hard. are a scumbag. No, no, no. Not you're a scumbag. He believes that you're working stupidly because you're stretching yourself too thin. You couldn't possibly do a good job at both of the things: hosting overnight and producing today. So, is do you have a great work ethic, or you're an idiot? I, I think I'm an idiot <laughs> half the time and work good work ethic the other half. So it's mixed, uh, mixed bag. Well, I appreciate you uh, doing what you did. I appreciate so, you. Uh, Thank you. All right, Hoff, uh, Tiki and Tierney with Pete Hoffman coming up next. I believe they've actually changed the show name. That they're going to do that uh, coming up. It's Tiki and Tierney featuring Pete Hoffman. Yeah. At the Hoff, WFAN. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. You gave him a nice Twitter pop. Yes. Uh, a couple of quick calls here before we get to uh, Jerry next segment. Uh, let's go to Cat in Jersey City. What's going on, Cat? Hello, Cat? Hello. Hello, hello. Well, I'm going to put Kat on hold because she had an interesting thing to tell us to maybe see if she was there and Al could pick her back up and see if that was just a fluke. Uh, in the meantime, Don and Milford. What's up, Don? Boom. Dio. Uh, thank you guys for doing what you do. I called today with a little health concern. I've okay. never been so concerned before, but I watched a news report uh, two days ago about this uh, scientist who tested um, puddles of rainwater in New York City. Yeah. And... The fecal matter came back off the chart, and you guys track all these poop fumes into the studio mm. and breathe them yeah. all day long. She, she specifically mentioned, do not walk around with your shoes in your home, and if you have a dog, it's very complicated how to remove everything from the dog. I tried to tell Al. Yeah, well, but, just um, one second here. So you're all right. So the the. Rainwater has the poop in it, so it's not coming out of the sky with the neurovirus in it. You're saying that the streets, the streets, the puddles, somehow people like whether they're spitting or throwing up or whatever, it's just getting into the water somehow. Rats, the whole thing, it's all crap. Yeah, boom, boom has it right. Also, I have my veterinarian friend on Long Island. She tells me that dogs are now coming in very high because they're eating human poop that's been on the street and. Whatever drugs are in that are making them. I wait, swear wait, to God, wait, come on. I'm not dog, making that up. Dogs are eating human poop. 
that I has drugs in it, and the dogs are coming into the vet high? Yes. I swear I'm not. Come on. Up. You can get a high from eating poop? <laughs> Secondhand poop? I mean, but wait, like, so if I, if I am, uh, let's say I smoke weed, that weed ends up in my poop? Uh, yeah, THC stays in your uh, your system for way longer than you, and it gets metabolized different through the stomach when the dog eats. I don't want to get too scientific here, but yeah, yeah. Really? And there's yeah, enough? Why? You can't let your dog eat poop. Right, that's another thing. Who's pooping in an area where the dog can oh, find these turds? pooping around, you know, there's a lot of things going on around here. You may, we, remember we saw that uh, video the other day of that guy pooping right on the street. Yeah, that's true. Just don't wear your shoes inside the studio, though. I think you guys need uh, a protocol. Like I mean, I wipe shoes. my shoes off every time I come in the building. I don't think that's going to do it, though. The problem is we, we're not going to get everyone to take their shoes off. So if we take our shoes off, now we're walking around in our socks in the poop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, work. maybe have some work shoes. I mean, when I worked in a machine shop, I would never wear my own shoes around in the shop. I, I kept a pair of shoes there. And, you know, we change, you know what I mean? So, I mean, just the environment that you guys live in, it's not exactly uh, clean. Yeah, you know, you know no, maybe, well, well, although yeah. I got to say that Yusef <laughs> does a great job with our studio. There's no he question does. about that. But the streets, he can do nothing. I would about. say, you want to get some show slippers, Al? I still see if a spike will get us some show slippers, right? <laughs> yes. <expense> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, Sponsored. I mean, get a logo on there. I mean, somebody <laughs> will sponsor those. Come on, guys. Where's marketing? Where? <laughs> yeah, where are they for real? All right, Don. Thanks for the information. No, I've, been in, I've been into people's <laughs> apartments in the city where they'll they'll say, "Take your shoes off." Oh yeah, well, of course. Yeah, because yeah. the, the city uh, streets and sidewalks are filthy. They're yeah. filthy with in fact, dog you feces and to take rat feces and all off. sorts of feces. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's terrible. I take my shoes off every day when I get home. I just right off. I mean, immediately, and I put them right. There's a there's a mud room, and I put them right there, and I put them back on when I leave. Who needs the shoes in the house? Yeah, you know, yeah, plus, like, so that the norovirus is in the is in the puddles, right, Al? That's what he's saying. Yeah, and then uh, I take my shoes off too, but my dog ain't taking her shoes off. She don't have shoes. Yeah, but I uh, I actually saw that report the other day. You know, and uh, yeah, you, you we're all walking around in it. See, I I guess this was a podcast topic or a warm up show topic that I didn't hear, but apparently Al is. Letting whimsy suffer because of financial strain, because he doesn't want to pay for an MRI to fix her neck. Not true. That is, uh, at least that's the vibe that I got no, this morning. She's Incorrect. suffering. She has a strained neck of some sort. As she's gone to the vet, the vet thinks that the first line of uh, defense to this is we should treat with medication. If that doesn't work, an MRI needs to be looked at. FYI, the MRI is $6,500. And I was like, hmm. Let's try this first line of defense. Why is an MRI $6,500? That's what she said. I don't know. That's what it is. Why? I I just went, I actually paid. Uh, my quail had a stroke right before Christmas, and we had an MRI to determine, make sure it was a stroke and that we could treat it. And, and how long was the uh, the dog in the MRI? Is it is it normal, I would imagine, like, what, a half an hour? Well, they have to sedate the, the animal because, yeah. you know, you can't ask them to just be still. Yeah, I know that. So, I mean, so they got to go through all of that. So that's part of the price, I would imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. And because it was over the holidays. $6,500 for that? Um, yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, I know all about this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. paid a total of $15,000 for yeah. surgeries for a five-pound Yorkie. You know, and I, I, I wish our dogs were still around. We lost both of them in five months. I would do it all over again. But he had two. 
two hip surgeries and an ACL tear. And each one of these surgeries were $5,000 a piece. So, the Yorkie? For the York, for a five pound Yorkie. So, the Yorkie got a double hip replacement and an ACL? And an ACL. Man. He lived 17 years. And my, my I was going to say, sounds like an NFL player. Yeah. I went through with Harley, my, uh, who's passed now, but spent about 16000 on like a heart surgery for him. But no kids, so what the hell? So are you just going to let Whimsy go in pain and die? No, no, no. I was considering setting myself up for an MRI and just carrying her into mine. It's probably cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because Al will be covered. I need my emotional support dog in the MRI, especially. Yeah, you got to get that pet insurance now. I think no, I have it. I actually do have. Pet oh, you insurance. do, but they don't cover the. MRI? They would. It would still cost me about eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, there's a deduct- oh, okay. big uh, deductible. All right. Well, it's a lot better than sixty five hundred for sure. Hi, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Who's uh, in charge of quality control around here? God, here we go again. Dove. That is true. That is Dove. That is Dove. He's not here. So not you've, here. Been, you've been teasing the pre-sale number and tickets for tickets for our show. Yeah. Right. The pre-sale I got, I, code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pre-sale code. And then <laughs> I, I, I got a tweet. Somebody sent me a tweet saying, hey, uh, dumbass, <laughs> the pre-sale code is already up on the website. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought I was going to tease it and, and bring it up, but... So it's it's up there now. So um, you know what I'll do is I'll just I, I won't say it here. I'll just drive more traffic to the site. So if you want that presale code, perfect. You go to wfan.com. You'll see the Boomer and Geo live logo the right F, there. What the f is digital doing? And then you'll click on that, and the presale code is in there when you're reading the information. So Al, what what what, what kind of communication we got going here? Uh, it doesn't seem to be working great right now. Is digital <laughs> actually here in the building, or do they work from home? Digital spread out. Sometimes. See, this is the problem. Gallo's here. Yeah, Gallo is here. Uh, what the hell's Gallo doing? Get him Getting in your oatmeal. Is what Get him in here. Gallo! Um, and this is all for Boomer and Geo Live, Friday, April 7th, 8 p.m. Tickets go on sale next week. Pre-sales Wednesday, March 1st at 8 a.m. General on sale is Friday, March 3rd at 8 a.m. The pre-sale code is at WFAN.com. You click on the Boomer and Geo Live logo. Takes you right there. And uh, there's VIP tickets. The VIP ticket includes priority seating, private bar, commemorative items, meet and greet with us. So that's a very, very cool thing. And uh, we're uh, thrilled for this. Yes. Now what? I see hands. Yes. I see some, somebody in there doing Spike hands. In there. You make is- a lot of errors, man. <laughs> Spike is claiming this is a geo error in that. That's he- your error. <laughs> it's not my error. In that uh, he told you it was going to be on the website, but if you wanted to hold it back for air... Uh, that was... Uh, That's your error! <laughs> no, no, no. That's your error! No, no, no. You make a lot of errors, man. That's your error! I was told didn't, to tease it. <laughs> but what's the point of teasing it if it's up there? Not sure. Exactly. Okay, so... I'm That's not, your I'm error! Not out of my, I'm not out of my mind here, right? I love it. That's your error, Jay. I don't know, but it's, it's funny. Not, wait, it's, it's not... Somebody's no, no. error. That's your it error! Doesn't make any, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to tease it like I was teasing it and then just be up there. You make a lot uh, of errors, like Someone just said, hey, dumbass, the code's up on the website. I'm like, I'll be releasing the code next week for you and you only. <laughs> oh, man, I love our listeners. He said you might have been a little preoccupied when he was giving you that information. Vomiting? No. Oh. Preoccupied? 
This I morning. was sitting in my office. Oh, I thought maybe this was Wednesday, or that's what I thought. No, no, no. I was sitting in my... I wasn't preoccupied. I was sitting in my office. He was talking to me, holding his gym bag. All I could see was a pair of hands through the glass here, going like this. Like, like He was, like, yelling at... Was he yelling at you guys? No, no. He was just letting us know that it was an uh, error. That's your error! <laughs> <laughs> Not an error. I don't believe there's to be an error. You make a lot of errors, man. Where we just saw some tattooed hands in the hallway. Right, exactly. What the hell's going on in there? And where the hell's Gallo? Either one of part of this? He's not out there. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He has no idea what's going on. He's getting oatmeal. Yeah, right, exactly. He's getting your oatmeal. He's heating up his oatmeal on a hot plate already. He did. He did. He's before 8 o'clock. I was just talking to him. He's complaining about living in squalor. I mean, this is what he's doing. He's got no idea what's going on. Uh, all right, Jerry. I Reco. do like the difference. So Spike was in there talking to them, and you know it wasn't too serious because it seems like they were having a conversation, as opposed to when Mark used to go in and they would just have the stern face and just nod at him and not say <laughs> and a then, word, and then go like this. <laughs> Talk <to them>. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't. <laughs> this is a bit of a visual thing, but I'll try to explain it. My favorite Mark type of interaction when it came to something like this is when he would collapse in place when something would happen and not like he'd enter into the control room and just collapse in place he'd go ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't even tell you what it was yet but you knew that something was coming so he would announce himself with his collapse in place <laughs> why why don't you listen to me I'm the program director why don't you listen to me uh. <laughs> uh, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. After about a month off, Knicks and Nets back on the floor tonight. Knicks in Washington. You got the Nets taking on the Bulls in Chicago. We'll have that for you on the fan at 745. Meantime, the Sixers beat the Grizzlies 110-105. It's, it, I'm playing it just because I think the highlight's awesome. This was the, I played it earlier, the Joel Embiid block of John ja Morant in Philly. <laughs> We are seeing, I am telling you, this is elite, listen to me people, elite level rim protection. You almost cannot believe what you're seeing. Oh my God. Wow is right. That was one hell of a play, one hell of a night for Embiid. 27 points, a whopping 19 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 block shots. Sixers beat the Grizzlies 110-105. to 31 for James Harden, who was 10 of 16 shooting on the night. Also of note, Nikola Jokic with 24, 18, and 13 assists. Nuggets beat the Cavaliers 115-109. to And Luka Doncic at 28, Kyrie Irving 23. Mavericks beat the Spurs last night. You've got uh, Davis Webb joining the Broncos to be the team's quarterback coach as he is now a former NFL quarterback, former backup quarterback. The LA Rams and Bobby Wagner mutually agreed to part ways. And just one from Bruce Arians. He was on with uh, Rich Eisen yesterday talking about Tom Brady and the uh, the future of his career, which is now going to be in front of the microphone. Going to be just a little bit different from what he is used to. We had a good laugh about it tonight. I said, you know how hard that I said, now, the one thing you'll have that I didn't have, you'll be flying private. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit easier getting from game to game and weekend to weekend. Uh, Also, we did see that Sirius XM renewed the, uh, the Brady show. With Jim Gray. Yeah. Didn't see the terms, but that will continue and come back. It'll be really not interesting at all now that he's not playing football. 
Yeah. And not broadcasting. That is year. true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, spring training baseball news. You got games starting today and then tomorrow and Sunday for the Mets and the Yankees. Max Scherzer, he's got one goal this season. It was really, really hard. That's um, funny. That's why you play the game. Uh, you play the game uh, to go out there and win this whole thing. Uh, and, you know, Steve obviously has that, uh, you know, that dream. Uh, the, you know, all the coaches have, you know, front office and all the players, you know, that's all of our dreams. We make all the sacrifices in our lives to put ourselves in just to have a chance to be able to win this thing. So you got Scherzer at the top of the rotation with Justin Verlander as well. We talked about these two earlier, both making a boatload of money in their older years, looking to win one more championship. Um, a former Yankee was playing in the Savannah Banana Game. I don't know if you saw this video. Oh, when, Stephen Waldron's got video of it, so we're going to... I haven't seen the video, but I know the Savannah Bananas are a hit. This That's is right. a big deal. Here's Johnny Damon. And now Johnny Damon. Here we go. We'll step in for D.R. Meadows. Johnny demolishes baseball's Damon. Ready to go. 18 years in Major League Baseball with the Royals, A's, Red Sox, Yankees, Tigers, Rays... And Indians. Big cut and a miss on the high heat. He almost steps out of the box, but he keeps his one foot in. And then you get the ground All ball. All-star in 2002 so and much 2005. Pretty cool environment, though. I don't be kind of neat to go to once, I would think. No, I, I love fun. the fact that there was a left-handed third baseman who just made the play. Well, they do whatever the hell they want to do. Now, the interesting thing, I, I did. I was listening to Craig yesterday. He said Craig uh, has an opportunity to bat leadoff for the Savannah Bananas sometime this summer. Does. It was buddy Cody Decker. <laughs> All right. Wait, is it that be fun? warm down there right now? These guys are not like, I I thought it was I probably. Yeah, I mean, left-handed third baseman. You got to love that. Yeah. I mean, Rutgers is playing games at South Carolina right now. So you're going down to Savannah. You're going a little further down. Yeah. I would think. I don't know. But uh, it certainly looks like it's not too cold where they are playing. Um, NHL-wise, not the best of nights for your New York Rangers. Andrew Kopp. Sam Rosen. Right, yes. Hmm. Okay, okay what Jerry, was that? Thank you. What'd, hmm. what'd you play? Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was not a good night for the Rangers. They lost 4 1 <laughs> to the Red Wings. Here was Gerard Gallant. And did not like the effort. Not good enough. We didn't play hard enough for 60 minutes. And, uh, you know, what bothered me about it is some of those goals they scored on the rush. We had bad wings on the rush, and they left them wide open. And then two of the goals were, you know, unnecessary goals for me. Yeah, as Jerry Wecko says, white in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, the Devils played the Kings. They got a late goal from Nico Heeshear, and then they got the game winner. 2.38 to go in overtime. Mercer applies the brakes, looks around, has some room. Hands it off. Hamilton in deep in front. They score! Overtime game winner! It's Dawson Mercer, and the Devils win 4-3. Yeah, Mercer had a couple of goals, including that game winner, Matt Lachlan, the call on Devils Radio. 19 saves for Vitek Vanacek. So the Devils win their 38th game this season. The Kings lose in overtime. The Kings will take on the Islanders tonight from college basketball. Michigan did beat Rutgers 58-45. Time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! A couple of them, because I couldn't help myself with the first, then I'll play the second one. Uh, how could we not string together a couple of uh, odd mentions from Boomer when the topic is fun? Double Z boobs, is that right? Somebody thought that they saw her walking on the street as a man without the boobs. She has the size Z breasts. Somebody said that they saw her as a him coming out of her apartment building without the breast and 
You're thinking those are prosthetic boobs. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Double Z boobs? Breasts. Prosthetic boobs. <laughs> God, oh, oh, that was fun. And then okay. incredible and then, implants. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also had uh, 50 seconds of Al's week, which has not been good. First bad callers and then defending his stance on defense attorneys working for known killers. They don't know how to use their technology. As soon as we perfect something, we change it. So it's like the cell phone finally works. Now we're going to go Bluetooth. So that screwed up for years. Then we finally get that working. Then we go change something. I said, come on. <laughs> Al can't wait. To and they all go like this. When I hear you, I hear you fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a connected phone. <laughs> Al could not wait to get to that Miller light at about 4.30 p.m. right now. It's been oh, a yeah. long week for you, yes, Al. It has. <laughs> I guess you don't understand how the law works. No, I do. <laughs> What I'm saying is, if you let a killer go, you suck. <laughs> well, this was the thing. I was going through these comments. Some of them were hilarious. Like, I guess you don't like democracy then, huh? It's like, I love the show until now. I'm like, what the hell is... Uh, let's hope you don't need a defense lawyer. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I killed someone, <laughs> they shouldn't be defending me. All right, there you go. Have a good weekend, Al. Relax and enjoy yourself. Uh, Moments of the day. It might be a two-beer night for Al after this long week. Never Absolutely. Know. One with the callers, one with the Twitter. And don't forget, <laughs> Al, 10 o'clock meeting. Yeah, that's right. We've got the meeting after the show. See you there, Boomer. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We announce we're doing Boomer and Geo live at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City Friday, April 7th. For all the information, go to WFAN.com slash live and it is right there. When to buy tickets, what the promo code is for the pre-sale, when the pre-sale is, all that stuff there. It's going to be tremendous. There's going to be VIT. VIP tickets, priority seating, private bar, commemorative item, meet and greet with us, and then the regular uh, tickets as well. So that'll happen uh, next week, the sale for the tickets, but Boomer and Geo Live Friday, April 7th. Go to Boomer and go to WFAN.com slash live to get the Boomer and Geo Live uh, information. Uh, so my father-in-law lives down in Florida. Yes. Uh, he, it's uh, obviously very nice down there right now. And uh, he requested that, uh, you know, why don't you come down and visit? And I, you know, I'm working. I took some time off a little bit later in March, a couple of days. So I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to stick to stay away from this one. And Gina and the naked sister-in-law and the two girls are going to go down to Florida. Oh, that's nice. It is nice to see uh, my father-in-law and, yes. uh, and grandpa and the whole thing. They don't get to see him all that often, so that'll be that'll be good for them. And then the other, the clothed sister-in-law, uh, she's also down there. Oh, so they're all get, they'll all get together. So, But this leaves me home alone for an entire week. Man, home alone. Home alone for an entire week. Enjoy it. Starting when I get home. All the way until Friday. Enjoy it. Yeah, but I was thinking, it's going to be very quiet and very lonely after a while. And very cold this weekend. Yeah, but like at first it'll be nice in the sense of like Saturday I'll wake up, I won't have anything to worry about. And Masturbation!
Yeah, that's me. I remember Aren't that you? story. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be a feel-good Friday. Yeah, oh. sure. Uh, <laughs> I remember where that story was from. That was from one of the crazed guys outside that was talking about how there was no references to that in the Bible, but he was screaming it over and over again. Okay. That's where. Anyway. <laughs> See, this is why Eddie is like the best in the business. Well, of course. I mean, because I totally forgot about that. Yeah, me, me too, actually. <laughs> he dropped it right there as you're trying to tell me what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. All right, so is there any reason to finish the story? Should we yeah, just no, leave I know. It there? I mean, the reason to finish the story is we've got six minutes to kill. That's the reason to finish <laughs> the story. We can leave that part of the story um, right there if you want. That is true. No, but uh, I think at first it'll be great. You don't have to uh, the wake up on Saturday. The dogs, unfortunately, have passed away, so I don't even have to worry about that. <clears throat> at this point, everything will be gone. But then, like, when Monday rolls around and everything, and then i got to figure out, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm eating, what I, you know, and then I'll be like, this is this, and I'm going to miss my daughters, of course. Like, I felt really sad yesterday. I think I'm not going to see them for over a week now. Yeah, I know, I know. So this is going to be really the first time in the la last, when was the last time you were alone like this? Because you had the dogs prior to this. Yeah, uh, never. So that it's 12 and a half years, I guess. So you're not going to have any interaction with nothing. Me. I have nothing in the house that's a living thing other than me and the remnants of the norovirus that is somewhere <laughs> in the house. No, that's it. Just me. So, I mean, I think like that first day will be great because I'll binge something on Netflix. This uh, Murdaugh murders thing. I think I'm going to watch that on Netflix. Are you into that one now? This guy, this this Murdaugh murders. Have you watched this? Yeah, actually, I I started watching it um, like two episodes in. I I did see on either ID Channel or something else did another documentary about this. So I know the story. The difference in this Netflix one, which is really good, is it has all the kids who were there that night. This oh. this previous one I watched did not. Okay, all right, good. So I'm going to watch that. Why don't you read your baseball digest? I'll read my baseball digest. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that. I, I mean, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll play pickleball one time. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't ride know. your bike. It's still a little cold for me to ride the bike. All right, well, if it, you know, maybe if we get a nice day next week, I'll come out and ride with you. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Get you going again? Yeah, I mean, I've been on the Peloton a ton. All right, that's good. I just, it's just, it's a little too cold. I don't, I don't like to be uncomfortably cold like some other humans. You know, I'm not really into it. Um, but yeah, no, we can get into it. But I'm trying to be so healthy. It's like, like if I weren't trying to be so healthy right now, I would be at a bar, a local Sable bar, sitting there, getting dinner and drinking every night. That's what I'd be doing. If this was November or December. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be sitting there by myself, cheeseburger, fries, four beers, shooting the crap with everybody. Where's and your boy it. Sal? What's he doing? What's Sal Graziano? Yeah, what's he oh, doing? He's out. I mean, he's out at the Portly every single night. All right. Every single afternoon. He'll text me. It's, hey, it's, two, I'm gonna, it's Tuesday. I'm going to go up there just if you're <laughs> around 1 to 2.30. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, why not? There you go. No, so he's there all the time. But I, I, I don't know. about the head flunky? Where's he? Well, he lives in Delray Beach now. Oh, he's moved. Yeah, he's down. Right. He, yeah, he's, he's permanently down there now. How about Delray. some of those other save-all celebrities that are running around? Uh, Colin Macy O'Toole. Yeah. Of Below Deck. Tom Westman, yeah, well, what are uh, they doing? Survivor. Oh, they'll be around. I mean, I, I can hang. There's people I can hang out with, but the point is, I all I do with those people is drink and eat. All right, so why don't you go to the uh, driving range? 
If it's all warm enough, go over there and hit some balls. Well, the Save West Sable's closed. Oh, it is closed. That's but closed. there's got to be a driving range out there somewhere you can go to. Sure, I'll go over to Top Golf and spend four hundred dollars. All right, get a couple balls too, yes. and eat and drink and eat and drink. So that's a problem with Long Island in the winter time. And I love Long Island. Go but skating. Go, uh, you know, go hiking anywhere. Go biking. It's too cold to go gotta, hiking gotta, gotta, and biking. What are you nuts? You got to dress warmly. That's everything all. that you do is surrounded by eating and drinking. That's it. Take on the elements, Biggs. I'm not. I don't want it. It's not fun for me. I need to do something fun. God, I can't. You're whining now. Go to the movies. Fun. That's a good idea. Actually, maybe I'll, I will go to the there movies. Any, does any? When was the last time you were at a movie theater? I saw The Whale in a the movie theater. Right. I saw Top Gun Maverick in a the movie theater. Just recently, I was when we did the. Where the hell were we? I was in somewhere in New Jersey. Where the hell were we doing a show in New Jersey that was not, or maybe it was the kickoff to summer. I saw Top Gun Maverick there. That must have been. Yeah, I think that's when it was. That's when I saw that. And then just recently I went to the Island 16 over here and I saw the whale. Island 16. Nice. Yeah, with, with Gene. I saw it with Brendan Fraser. He's like a 600-pound person. Yes. And very fat and the whole thing. Apparently he's getting accolades for his performance. What, yeah. did, what did you think? I thought it was okay. Being a fat guy yourself. No, but wait a second. That's not a nice well, thing. Well, you're not anymore. You're not really that fat pounds. anymore. I know that. Guy's 600 saying. pounds. You're saying me? And the no, but one point in time. 600 pounds. I was 600 pounds at one point in time? I was just saying at one point in time, you were heavy, and you you basically self-deprecate yourself all the time. Sure, right, yeah. So I'm just wondering how you thought, was it realistic? And by the way... I've never been 600 pounds. But was no. he in a fat, obviously? He would, I've suit. never been 600 pounds house-ridden, and, and then, you know, uh, essentially dying of obesity. the name obesity. of the movie was Whale? The Whale, yeah, The Whale, yeah. And so he was obviously in a fat suit. yeah. Well, he had to have been because he was six hundred pounds in a movie. So no, I don't. I I can't relate to the six hundred pound housebound guy who's knocking on death's door. I know you think that's what I am, but I cannot relate. Dan uh, is willing to come out and visit you. To, uh, well, you know, so yeah, he can hang alone. out, <clears throat> have a sleepover. No. no, 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 no. I just wake up. There'd be a, a you know a, a steak knife to my throat. That's what would be going on if Dan slept over. Are you kidding me? I don't need Dan and Carter. I just, I just want the peace and quiet. All right. Well, I will then enjoy the peace and quiet. Yeah, I don't, I'll do peace and quiet. Maybe I'll see what you're doing during a week. Maybe I'll have a sleepover with you one of these days. What do you think? Maybe next week, like Tuesday or Wednesday. Whatever you need, Biggs. I'm here for it's you. It's not what I need. It's sort of what I want. All right. Whatever you want, Biggs. I'm you want to do you. that? Sure. We can have a sleepover if you want. <laughs> and then you'll go out and eat and drink. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Here we're back. You're the same just, thing. Yeah. Eating right. and drinking. Eating and drinking. That's all we're doing. 